I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. It's a long right trying to, but trying draw, to the foul. draw the foul right there. Here. Martin on the stampede and punches it home. This is Dirt and Sprague. The absolute worst call of the season. No call. And enough's enough. We've, we've done it the right way. <clears throat> we've called the league. We've sent in clips. We're sick of hearing the same stuff over and over again. We had a chance to win the game, <clears throat> and the guy dove into Asar's legs, and there was a no call. With Andy Dirt Johnson and Brendan Sprague. David Posternock is the final hope. Stopped by Grubauer. That's Kraken hockey, baby. The Kraken get it done in the shootout, and tonight they defeat the Boston Bruins. Dirt and Sprague on 1080, The Fan. All right, 602 in the Rose City. Time for Dirt and Sprague on Portland Sports Leader, 1080, The Fan. Happy Tuesday, everybody. How we doing? How we feeling? I'm not going to lie. I'm hurting a little bit, man. You're hurting a little bit. Well, I had to sign my tax paperwork yesterday. Okay. And it became real. That you're broke? Well, I was I'm at the age where every time I filled out tax paperwork, I've gotten money back. Mm. Every single time. Now it's not a lot of money, but I get some money back. I didn't get money back this time. You I didn't, didn't get money back? Did not get money back. Did not get money. You back. owed money? Uh-huh. I owed money. Not good. And I, I was kind of banking on some of that money. You must be money bags. No, I I I I just assumed that I did something wrong cuz like I got money back from one state that I work in, didn't get money back from the other one. Owed a lot. What Not state? Fun. What state did you owe? Uh, the damn one up north. Washington? Yeah, the one I live in. I have no idea how their tax system works. I have no idea how taxes work in general. I pay a guy. Mm. And then my dad pays a guy. Dirt does his taxes by hand. Like on TurboTax? Or like no, he, he writes it. He gets the little hat on and then he goes through each individual No, thing. he legitimately sits down with a tax form and he fills it out by hand. That's Like ins- it's 1982. How does that... His dad and mom taught him. I've never been in the room with taxes. Like my dad handles all of our family's money and he's really good at it and... 
well, uh, he's never let me down so far, so I trust him. And then he's got a person that he trusts that, that goes Is that the person all. you go to is your dad's guy? I go to my dad who goes to the guy. Are you sure your Although dad didn't screw something up? No, there's no way. So you owed money this year. I owed money this wow. year. Wow. It was rough. Yeah. out. Well, and I, I'd been kind of warned that I was going to owe some. That kind of came up, and it was like, eh. It's not real till I sign the paperwork. I signed the paperwork yesterday. Are you an independent contractor? No. Did you do a 1099? Yeah. <laughs> I got a 1099 form. Okay. I can tell you that. I got, and I had to fill it out, and I had to fill out a couple of them because, I mean, I work here and I work at a couple different schools, and mm. I got some stocks and some bonds. Gotcha. I got to fill out that stuff. Okay. My guy, Eugene, my stock guy, sent me my stuff. You're leaking confidence in your financial. Description. I've here. never claimed to be great at finance. My no. last math class I took was when I was a junior in high school. I didn't have to take math in college. You didn't take math one time in college? I tested out of it. Didn't have to. What do you mean you tested out of it? I, I don't, don't know. think you could test out of math. I showed up and they were like, you don't have to take math or these like four history classes. And I was like, sweet, I won't then. Did and you... I was a comm major. I didn't have to take any math. So you got a Bachelor of Arts, not Science? I, I do have a Bachelor's of Science. Technically, eth athletic a, administration is a Bachelor's of Science. How did you get a Bachelor of Science without taking a math class? I had to take a math class with a I, Bachelor of Arts. I don't know what to tell you. All I know is that I went to school. Do football players just cheat and get away with everything at every level? Like I didn't cheat. FCS, yes. Division no. Three, Division yes. Two, NAIA. No. Like sure. None of them have to take school seriously at any level? I took school seriously. I did not cheat. I don't, well, I didn't cheat a lot. Will, Will. What? You're young. You're going to learn a lot of things in your life. I'm telling you right now, there should be no conceivable path that you get a Bachelor of Science without having taken a math class in college. Yeah, I don't. Well, I mean, I took like an Econ 150 or something like that. So I guess, yeah, maybe that's a math class. I don't know if they would count that as a math class. That's what I'm saying. And I, I, I took math 105. I tested out of that. And I got a C plus. <laughs> yeah, see, I tested out of it. And the Econ class I took, I took with like seven or eight other football players so we just took all the tests together i took second semester calculus and two 200 level statistics classes so. see i've never been in the room with calculus we need to start investigating ellensburg yeah something doesn't smell right over here yeah, i know i don't i mean and it ain't the lake and it ain't the lake <laughs> well actually it might be that's where they dumped all the uh all the dead cows from the butcher shop oh really yeah oh, there used to be bad. there used to be a butcher out there. those fish are eating well then nah well, don't don't swim in the pond. So um, you owe money, and you took no math class in college. What yeah. a life you live! No, it's 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 a wild life. I look, I find other people that are really good at what they do, specifically math stuff. My stock guy, my tax person, and I pay them, mm. and then I trust uh -huh. that they are going to handle it. And I go through uh, third party systems, mm. aka uh, my parents or my grandparents, okay. and they're like these the, these are the people I use. And so I trust them, and those are the people I use. Sounds, they haven't let me down so far. Sounds a lot like the intro of, a, of an athlete doc that starts out saying, I trusted these people, and now you're broke, and you're doing a sit-down interview. Right, but I haven't trusted my pastor yet. Once I trust my pastor, then you guys can start worrying about what's going on with my money. <laughs> then you've hit the bingo card of who to blame responsibility-wise. Right. Yeah. I, yeah. I think it. It should be a lot more impressive that I was able to get a bachelor's of science without taking a math class. And the only real science class I took was the nutrition class that I just sat in the back and watched Netflix on. Huh. I think more people should be impressed by that. 
Uh, I gotta see. Yeah, I mean, it sounds like you lived a pretty privileged, uh, was it privileged? educational I... life at uh, Central Washington. No, I, I mean, look, I was student athlete of the year. What more do you want from me? I had one C. And is that, a real, that, is that a real thing, student athlete of the year? You really? Yeah, that's I've got a the, real thing you I've, won? I've got the picture. I'll show you. I've tweeted it out before. I'll tweet it out again. Is it like just of the offensive linemen at the football no, program? No, the, or... the entire athletic department all of the athletes i beat everyone wow yeah okay. i mean it was the covid year but so it does it count or not count it was a covid is it like a dodgers world series championship it doesn't hey, really hey, count hey. knock it off what what Too do you want from me for that tani's gonna dh today don't ruin it well i i feel bad over here he owes money That's yesterday right. yesterday i'm not yeah. kidding during it one hurt. of our breaks he's like yeah, you know, I got a little money, but I'm a broke boy. And then he comes in today and he's like, I uh-huh. owe money in taxes. And I'm just like baffled. What went wrong and how did you screw uh-huh. it up? And he also shows me a photo of his brother. He has a brother. I didn't know this. Yeah, Lucas. that I knew. Shout out Lucas. You knew that? I knew he had a brother, yes. And his brother has hair down to his nipples. Uh-huh. And I said, is this a recent photo? He said, yeah, this is. And I go, "How? he's got a full head of hair? And he goes, yeah, that bastard. <laughs> And I just, I'm stumped genetically how one brother's completely bald and the other brother has hair to the nipple. Well, I don't, mm. I don't look like any of my, any of my family. I guess like facially, I look like my dad, like our facial structures. But okay. When you talk about size, I'm the tallest, and it's by five inches. Oh, your brother's short then. He's six feet. Okay, so he's my height. Yeah, my my brother's six feet. I'm six five. Everyone else is 5'11 or smaller. And you say your dad looks like you in the face. Are you sure? Or is that something yeah. you tell yourself? No, no, you know no, no, secretly no, 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 <laughs> no, it's a, it's a similar look. And then it's a, it's a similar act. It's love it. If your dad was black and you're like, yeah, we look just alike. We're the like, same. Yeah, I don't know about that. Like uh, something, adopted. something's going on there. No, I, I look the same. It's a, and I act similar. It's just, uh, it seems like every I know my great grandpa on the Ortner side. He was a big dude. He was like six two, six three. Yeah. And then my poor grandpa Gary, he's like five five. That's your mom's side. That's my dad's side. Oh, because Ortner, Grandpa Gary Ortner. Oh, so your your dad's dad is five five, but I your dad's so. dad's dad is six two, two yeah. six three. Well, because great grandma Evie, she was only like mm. five feet tall, but she. She lived a long time. Interesting uh, genetic gene pool you've got going on there. Yeah, you know we're uh, we're all over the map. Yeah, I think I think there's some Italian in there at some oh, okay. point. I've all got right. a red beard, so I'm clearly Irish at yeah, some point. Yeah, I got a little bit of the English, the Irish stuff in my right. DNA as well. A lot, yeah. lot of European. I'm big and tall, so I'm sure some Viking got in there at some point. Oh yeah, absolutely. You know, well, it the just, Vikings dominated at one point. That's right. It just seems to skip every. Every couple generations, every two two to three generations, we get a tall Ortner. I uh, once I got in, lucky. I once in a while learn things about uh, just random history factoids, and two things I've learned that have made me sad. One, the origin of spam and why it is so popular in Hawaii. It's kind of depressing to learn about why that is. Uh, but two is the Vikings. Do you know Vikings actually didn't wear those helmets with horns on them? I mean, you yeah, know that's kinda. fake. Yeah, that makes sense. It's the same thing with like the chop with the Chiefs, and they do the whole sound. Ah, like mm-hmm. I'm sure that that's not what the natives were doing. Well, that's yeah, that's the white versions of right. Native American culture, unfortunately. Right. And it's right. uh, it's why in 2024, as a Braves fan, 
I awkwardly just watched that on my TV, and I'm like, oh, I don't yeah. think I'd be doing this if I was there. But, you know, I guess they're in the moment, whatever. But, yeah, I was disappointed to learn that Vikings didn't actually wear those helmets with horns on them. I don't think they wore any helmets. It kind of makes just... them less badass to me. I don't know, dude. They would get on a ship, row across the ocean, I across know. the sea. I, I'm, I know. And then just go murder everyone. Just do whatever what they, they want. want. Yeah. And then they'd go back to Iceland and be like, make sure we're back for winter time. But I need the visual of the horned hat on like the leader of the Vikings. And cool it, hair, though. Yeah, uh, yeah, I'm sure. Long flowing locks in the ocean breeze. And shave the sides, but then have the long Ragnar look. But there's something a little intimidating about that horn helmet that made me just go, man, you, I'd never mess with these guys, but definitely never mess with them now. And now that you tell me they didn't wear them, I'm like, yeah, okay. Do you think they were like big on headgear? They're like, hey, you know, for next year's raids, we got to watch out on our concussion protocol. <laughs> we don't want anyone safety equipment. to have any head injury issues. <laughs> like, ah, oh, I'm not going to get into Valhalla. I had to retire. Too many concussions. I think they were crazy enough to not even think about any of that. They just get on the boat, like, let's just go take it. Like, just murder and take everything. Oh, you lost your arm? That'll be okay. Just put a put a bandage on it. You'll be all right. Well, it wasn't the whole thing like they wanted to die in war. Like that's how they got to Valhalla, which was like their heaven. Yeah, basically. What don't, a crazy. don't they put their body? Is I know the movie Thor did it, but didn't Vikings put their bodies on boats and then like just yeah, and then drift them and then shoot them with like flaming arrows? Is that a real thing? That's what Vikings on the History Channel taught me. Yeah. So uh, I believe it. Yeah, but that that's Viking show, go. that Viking show that was so popular, I, that was awesome. See, I didn't watch it. Oh, I, I still haven't watched it. I've heard great things. Uh, but it was going on at the same time as Game of Thrones. It was like a kind of pick your poison for me. Uh, it's hard to watch TV when you have kids, just an FYI. And so I'll you gotta you, know. you gotta make your choices here. You're like, yeah, this or that. Yeah. But I feel like when I saw snippets of that show, they were wearing the horned helmet. And I'm like, yo, this is on the History Channel and it's an accurate history. What are we <laughs> well, doing? Well, Here's the issue with that show, and as much as I love that show, um, it's a lot of Viking tales, so they know that all those people were real. They just, yeah. Or obviously. at least they think, Ragnar is the hard one. So, like, Ragnar is supposed to have been the father to, like, Bjorn Ironside, um, uh, Sigmund, Snake in the Eye, and then Ivar the Boneless, which mm. Ivar is probably the most popular Right? People know who Ivar the Boneless is. I've never heard of Ivar the, bo the Boneless until right this moment. Really? Okay. Yeah. Well, I had heard of I'm him not before. very up on my Viking stuff. It was just a random factoid that they never wore those helmets. Right. Okay. So, well, Ivar is known. Like, everyone knows he existed. Here are these battles that he was in. Mm -hmm. They can't prove that Ragnar, as one singular person, existed but that there were Ragnars around. So, there's like multiple Vikings that have somehow in history and storytelling morphed into one just big badass viking that there might be three or four of them pot and that's a possibility that or there was just a big badass viking i yeah i'd rather there just be one big badass viking it's disappointing to hear that like it's store and, and look this, this is show's awesome you play a game of telephone with 300 people whatever you start that game with it's oh, not going to end the same right so if you're telling me this, it, it it lends itself to me to be like, there was probably like nine of them. 
And they're like, what if we just tell the tale of all of us as one person and we call him Ragnar? And well, it's just like, okay. And then, then he's the story. father of all these other great sure. Vikings. Yeah. They can all trace their lineage to <laughs> Ragnar. Right, because maybe their dads abandoned them. Right. You know, well, they were they were single children. They didn't know how to cope with it. So back in the day when they started, you know, becoming Vikings... They're like, hey, let's make ourselves feel better. What if we all had the same dad? Like, let's all have the same <laughs> dad named Ragnar. Yes. Common name in our time. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. You should be a Viking for Halloween. I don't do Halloween. What do you mean you don't do Halloween? You're, I just throw on 26. like a, I, I throw a hockey jersey on. What? I didn't even I didn't even have a costume last year. Uh, I wore this in a beanie. You're a Swigard. That's really unfortunate. Hey, they they I might get time. me if they might get me a new costume this year. The Dung Kings. We might be the Dung Kings. We might be That's the Dung actually Kings. sick. Yeah, I want a Dung Kings. Uh, How do you not? Jumpsuit. How do you it's not? It's so cool. And I'm not a jumpsuit guy, but me it's either. Sweet. I don't want to get the pants. I think I'm out on the pants. Oh, I think we do the whole. Th- if we're doing yeah. it, we do the whole. You thing. do the whole outfit. You Absolutely. Go like I got to get the pink sunglasses from. Uh, you want to be Brady or or Damon? Uh, Damon. Okay, I'll be Brady. I'm not tall enough to be Brady. Uh, you're the you're. I think you're a little taller than I am. You would have to maybe be Brady. Well, then who's get? We Dirt to- would have to be Damon. He's the shortest one. <laughs> oh, that's true. Damn, that would make me Affleck. <laughs> I gotta paint Ooh, a beard. Is on Affleck my face. taller than Brady? Brady is like six no. four. No. Well, Affleck's not small. He's think, six one. Yeah, six I think two? Affleck's. Oh, about I thought my, he was like six three. No, I think he's about you and I's height in real life. Huh? All right. So you're Brady. I'm Affleck, and Dirt will be Damon. You I'm gonna to, look ridiculous you have walking. To try my to dog. grow a beard. <laughs> I can't grow a beard. Yeah, I know. It's, yeah, uh, Affleck's six. I might have to be Affleck. I'm gonna. Well, what if I paint it? What if I, I just, can grow a beard? Have you seen Affleck's beard? It kind of looks like it's painted anyway. Yeah. Maybe I'll just paint it on. Uh, all right. Well, let's get it going. We got a busy show today. Uh, Will Ortner's here to make some money because he owes the state of Washington that's right. some. That's right. That's so right. Uh, let's get it going. We'll start. Uh, we got a busy show. I'll tee it up. But uh, we'll start with some great. Angry coaching audio from yesterday's action. We'll start there. Dirt and Sprague, good to be with you on 1080 The Fan. All right, welcome back in. 621 on Portland Sports Leader, 1080 The Fan. Max Chadwick is going to join us from Pro Football Focus. Uh, he's got his latest mock draft. He was on a week ago. And so we'll touch bases with Max Chadwick. Get his thoughts on, uh, got audio today from old Merrill Hodge. He was uh, he did another interview and sounding off on some of the uh, prospects in this. Haji up to? You know, he's doing his own thing. I guess MerrillHodge.com. And he did an interview in D.C. And he got to the point where he was talking for so long, they went, hey, Merrill, we'd love to keep talking, but we have commercial breaks. <laughs> and he goes, all right, let me know anytime you want to want me to hop back on. And I'm like, maybe I should go to MerrillHodge.com and see if getting him on the show would be uh, possible, even though we don't have a football team. But Merrill Hodge has chimed in again, and so we'll get to that audio. Curious Max Chadwick's thoughts on that takeaway. So he'll join us coming up here at the bottom of the hour. It is a Tuesday, so get those uh, mail sack questions in. We'll do the mail sack at 8.15. We got a Will Ortner edition of the mail sack. Any and all questions are welcome. Vancouver Ford text line, 503-864-6326. You can hit us up on YouTube, Twitter, anything you want. Just reach out in any way and shoot a question to the mail sack. We'll get to it. At 8.15, we have angry coach audio from an NBA game last night. Yes, the game that everybody had to get home and watch on time. The Detroit Pistons at the New York Knicks. Knicks have the ball. 19 seconds left. They're down three, mind you. So they the Knicks have the ball. They're down three to the Pistons at home. The mighty, mighty Pistons. And this is the play-by-play cut 
uh, from old one Mike Breen of uh, MSG Network. Inbound deflected, chased down, saved by Grimes to Fontecchio. Knocked away, Hardenstein picks it up. Out to DiVincenzo. Ten seconds to go, he throws it away. Ball loose, picked up by Brunson. Brunson inside the heart. Hards banks it in. So there was Mike Breen there, and if you if you if you can't see it, it's just a play-by-play cut. When DiVincenzo throws the ball away, Asar Thompson gets the ball, and he dribbles up, and DiVincenzo just body checks him in the legs. The ball gets loose, Knicks get the ball, you hear the end sequence there. Monty Williams of the Pistons, who's had a miserable year as the <laughs> highest or former <laughs> highest paid coach in the NBA, they have been just terrible this year he did not hold back on the officiating in the post game the absolute worst call of the season no call and enough's enough we've we've done it the right way <clears throat> we've called the league we've sent in clips we're sick of hearing the same stuff over and over again we had a chance to win the game <clears throat> and the guy dove into Asar's legs and there was a no call that that's an abomination you cannot miss that in an NBA game, period. And I'm tired of talking about it. I'm tired of our guys asking me, what more can we do, coach? That situation is exhibit A to what we've been dealing with all season long, and enough's enough. You cannot dive into a guy's legs in a big-time game like that, and there be a no-call. It's ridiculous, and we're tired of it. We just want a fair game called. Period. And I got nothing else to say. We want a fair game. And that was not fair. I'm done. Boy, he delivered that really well, though, didn't he? He's had a bad year, but, man, he said that really well. Yet, weren't, wasn't it the game there was a, a foul on a three-point attempt that wasn't a foul? Wasn't that the Pistons and Knicks, too? I believe it was. He's had a couple moments. He mentioned it there where they that, had to write that's into been, the He's been waiting on that one for a while. Well, I also feel like. When you have so few wins to have one where it feels like you got it completely stolen from you, you're going to be more fired up than usual. And I've never heard a Monty Williams interview where I didn't feel like he he came off as probably one of the smartest, if not the smartest guy in the room. I, I think he does a really good job of getting his point across. It almost felt like the ref at that point that was on that side that had the view to make that call he apologized. That ref admitted. He said, I, I missed the call, point blank, unacceptable. It almost seemed like he he wanted to do uh, like a swallow your whistle type thing yes. where it's like at the end of the game, I'm going to swallow my whistle. I'm not going to have the call here. And then it gets made even worse when Josh Hart goes down and he scores. And then that foul gets called, which it was a foul. It was a great call. But uh, it seems like in basketball and football, when you get into the final 20 seconds, 15 seconds of a game, you'll stop hearing whistles blown because officials don't want to be the one that calls the ticky-tack foul. But then these egregious tackles almost get away with it. What do you prefer, the swallowing of a whistle or the calling if you think it looks or is a foul? Because we've had two instances of this, and they're not the same thing at all in terms mm. of the importance. Nobody watched this Knicks-Pistons game. Nobody. Right. Okay, but that play went kind of viral, and then his post game went viral. And here's the Pistons with eight wins; they could have got nine, should have had nine, mm-hmm. and they don't. They swallow the whistle there, or we could go to two Super Bowls ago, the Bradbury, 
Yes. Yeah. Yeah. It, the, the 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 pass interference call on the Eagles that that teed up the the Chiefs to get the game winning field goal. And I think it's really just more about your own personal feel for it because it happens every week. I, the one that sticks out to me is the Sunday night Chiefs Green Bay game where Travis Kelsey's getting ready to jump up to go and try and catch a Hail Mary in the end zone. And the Green Bay defensive back is standing on his shoulder. Oh, they'll never call P.I. on a Hail Mary. Right. Even though there's clear, blatant P.I. every time. And so to me, it, it's hard because you have to find a way. And I think referees need to swallow their whistle when it comes to ticky-tack fouls. Hey, is that going to be a close foul? Is that probably a foul? But when most people see it, did it really affect the outcome? But when you have someone that actually gets tackled like Thompson did, Yes, DiVincenzo is going for the ball, but he almost looks like a soccer player where they go to slide tackle and they miss time where the ball is and they just completely take out um, the the offensive player running forward. It looked like he just missed time and tackled Thompson. That has to get called. And so, it has to get called every time. One of our listeners texted into the Vancouver Ford text line, I haven't really followed NBA this year, but is it like the NFL season where everyone is saying it's the worst year of officiating? Well, you've heard me, I don't know how many times, saying night to night, game to game, none of the top, the NBA has the least consistent, the worst of the big four professional sports leagues. I do find that it's, well, but NFL and NBA. NFL gets a bigger deal because there's fewer games and they're more magnified. And when you have, I mean, the number of calls that go on in an NBA game, but if you look at it, you know, stuff going back in first and second quarters and stuff where it's not this situation where it's a one possession game in the final minute and everybody's like, oh, but But, isn't it a hard, I mean, it's the thing about it. I don't need to defend officials here. That was, I don't know how you stand right there and watch that get done and you don't do anything. It's a hard sport to officiate. No, it is. The way that they initiate contact with the offensive guy into a defensive guy and the way that I don't know. I just I feel like the way that guys manipulate angles and their bodies, it's just like I, I don't know. In real time, this stuff is hard. It's hard to officiate that sport. The NFL has just a ton of open ended penalties. It's like, depending on your viewpoint, this is this could be a but foul. The NFL also gives because of the nature of the game and it, you know, a play happens and then you review it. The officials are now, okay, don't blow the whistle right away. Mm-hmm, Let sure. it run out, and we can fix it on replay right. after. You can't do that in an NBA game. I would have wanted to be as a smartass. I would have wanted to say, thanks, Monty. This was not a big game. Nobody <laughs> in the world thought this was a big game. <laughs> a big game. It's what a big game about? for him because he could have finally got a win, right? They're it, terrible. They're horrible. They're fighting for a win, and... For Monty, he's been very successful for the most part in his NBA coaching career. I bet this is wearing and draining on you. So, of course, he's going to be fired up when you have something like this happen. And it's not the first time that it's happened. When you get a contract that makes you at one point the highest paid coach and there's an expectation to take a climb and you become the worst team in the league. Right. Yeah. I think every game is going to start wearing on you. Max Chadwick covers uh, college football for PFF. 
He's got his latest mock draft out. We'll talk a little mock draft NFL prospects with him coming up next. In this wide world of sports, some stories can slip through the cracks. Now, before we do this, let's go over the ground rules. This is the Daily Ticker, where Dirt and Sprague visit the insiders that are covering the stories you've heard about and some you haven't. How'd you do that? I'm not even mad. It's amazing. The Daily Ticker with Dirt and Sprague on 1080 The Fan. All right, an early Daily Ticker here on Portland Sports Leader 1080 The Fan, but a good one because we've got our good friend Max Chadwick, PFF.com. The latest mock draft is out. I put it out on Twitter, at Dirt and Sprague. You can find all his great content on his Twitter. Max Chadwick joins us. Good morning, Max. Good to have you back on, man. Uh, It's only been a week, but I want to ask, how much has changed for you just going through the mocks, going through talking to people? Combine week is here, and so some people are going to work out, some people aren't. How much has changed for you just in the last week on this stuff? Yeah, guys, thanks for having me on again. And Yeah, I actually just got to uh, Indianapolis yesterday. We're actually in the convention center right now, uh, about to hear some head coaches and GMs speak. But, yeah, I don't think much has changed for me, honestly, uh, in terms of how I feel about this process, to see how they work out, obviously, too. But you don't want to overreact uh, to any of the, you know, quote-unquote underwear Olympics that are going on. But at the same time, it's a very important event at the same time. So uh, I'm really excited to see, you know, what these processes can do, the ones that are working out. Uh, so, yeah, it should be a fun week. What's the position for you you're kind of circling going into the combine? I know a lot of the talk is quarterback, but what's another position for you you're circling of interest for this week? Yeah, I think the corner class is really interesting. Uh, I I think depending on who you ask, there's going to be a different top corner for everyone. Um, So I'm really looking forward to seeing those guys work out. I think one of the top guys, Cooper DeGene, will not be working out because he's still recovering from his broken fibula. But everyone else should be working out. Quinion Mitchell, uh, Nate Wiggins, guys like Terry on Arnold, Kool-Aid McKinstry. Uh, we've seen a lot of different CB1s for a lot of different people. Uh, so I'm excited to see if one of them can kind of emerge in this, what right now is a wide-open class. Well, you mentioned Cooper DeGene right there, and obviously he's still coming back from his injury. So what are some things that he can do or that other corners can do that are working out that would allow them to jump him or allow him to show NFL scouts, GMs, executives that he should be the number one quarterback coming off the board when he can't show any of his physical abilities? Yeah, so I think, you know, obviously he's a great athlete. But one thing that I love about him, I actually was fortunate enough to interview him before the season, uh, and he was a terrific kid uh, interviewing-wise. And I think that's kind of an underrated part about the combine that people tend to forget is that these guys are meeting with NFL teams and they are trying to make a first impression. Um, and as you guys know, I mean, as everyone knows, honestly, you know, making a first impression at job interviews is critical. So uh, I think he could really shine in those interviews. But otherwise, you know, the other top corners like Nate Wiggins, uh, you know, Quinion Mitchell, those are guys who are really, really good athletes. I think they could shine uh, in the testing portion of this, too. So uh, interviews are critical, but the guys who are working out, too, can show, like, hey, I'm a step above the others in terms of athleticism. I think that could really, you know, help set them apart. Max Chadwick, our guest here, PFF.com. He's got the latest mock draft at PFF.com. Find it. Find him on Twitter. He is at the Combine now, joining us live from Indianapolis. Uh, it's become quite the chatter. Marvin Harrison Jr. is not going to do anything. He said, pro day at Ohio mm-hmm. State, no thanks. Combine, no thanks. I am who I am. You know my name. You know my tape. Malik Neighbors also not participating in much Combine stuff. I saw Roma Dunes. They said he's trying to he's trying to run sub four four, so he's going to do some stuff at the combine. How do you break this stuff down for yourself, Max? Like, how do you neighbors Odunze Harrison Jr. How do you power rank those three guys for yourself? Yeah, I, for me, it's pretty clear, um, and I know it's not for a lot of people, and I can understand that. But for me, it's pretty clearly 
Marvin's number one, uh, Neighbors is number two, and Rome is number three. Now, I would still take all three of them the top ten, and I think you can make an argument for Marvin and, and uh, Neighbors to go in the top five. But uh, I, I still think Marvin Harrison Jr. is a step above the other two right now uh, as a prospect, and I think Malik Neighbors is – you know, he was the best receiver in college football this past year, honestly. So uh, I think he's the number two for me, and I would probably put Roman Dunes at number three. But like I said, I, I think all are worthy of being top ten picks, and I think all three of them are probably going to be future wide receiver ones in the NFL. Uh, how would you gauge Troy Franklin? I know he's not in this conversation with those three. They seem to have set themselves apart, and we'll see what that order is going to be come draft day. How, how do you view Troy Franklin, the wide receiver from Oregon? Some mocks I have him late first, some will have him – you know, early to mid-second. How do you view Troy Franklin as a prospect? Yeah, like I said, I think it's a pretty clear top three receivers, but I think after that it gets a little bit more open. I think he's kind of competing with a guy like Brian Thomas Jr., the other LSU receiver. He's probably competing with him for that wide receiver four slot right now. So I like Troy Franklin. He's a bigger receiver at six foot three. Got to put on some weight, though. I believe he's only around 185 to 190 pounds. Uh, but he's a really good athlete. So I, he actually, I think, will, will test really well at this combine, uh, depending on how much he actually does. But yeah, I like Troy Franklin a lot, and I think you know he should be picked somewhere in the top 25 to 30, in my opinion. Max, you have Michael Penix in your latest mock draft over at PFF. Uh, you have him going number eight to the Atlanta Falcons. It seems like Penix has a real volatile uh, where he'll be drafted. When you look at all the different experts, some people have him high like you do. Some people have him in the second round. Some people have him even further down than that. What are some things that Penix can do this weekend that's going to help vault him up as high as you have him? And why do you think he's going to be taken so high? So I actually, funny enough, that actually mock draft uh, is me and my co-host on my show, Dalton, and we actually split up the picks. Mm. Uh, he loves Michael Penix Jr. So he actually was the one that picked Penix there. I probably wouldn't go that high for him. But, you know, Dalton loves – I mean, he obviously was one of the best quarterbacks in college football this past year. This is a huge week for him, a huge, huge week. Uh, he is th- he's one of the few quarterbacks that actually is throwing at the Combine, so that's great for him. And the other thing is uh, medicals are a huge, huge thing at the Combine. And, obviously, Michael Penix Jr. has had his fair share of injuries uh, in his career already. So, um, obviously, you know, a couple of torn ACLs. I think he's had four season-ending injuries total in his career. Um, medicals are going to be massive for Michael Pettis Jr. And obviously the, the throwing portion too will be good for NFL teams to see you know, how he does in that setting as well. But uh, I, I really think that the medicals are, are really key for Michael Pettis Jr. If it checks out for him, maybe he will re-enter the first-round conversation. But if they don't check out, uh, we could see him maybe slip to the, the second or third round, honestly. Who do you think is going to win the number two battle? We, we all assume Caleb's going one. I think that noise is pretty loud at this point, that that's a done deal. Who do you think gets number two, Jaden or Drake May? I personally, I, I think it should be Drake May. I, I also see the quarterback class, like the receiver class, like there's a pretty clear one, two, three. Uh, but there is a lot of smoke that Jaden Daniels could go number two overall. And Dalton actually even took Jaden Daniels number two overall in that mock draft. So, um, I, it's definitely a close race, but in my opinion, I, I think Drake should be the guy that the commanders go with at number two. Uh, but yeah, I'm interested to see whether or not they actually will do that. Uh, how many times have you gone to the combine before this year, Max? Yes, I went last year. Yeah. What is what do you enjoy about it? I, I'm sure it's pretty exhausting. It's an all day thing. You're you're interviewing some of these players as they're going through their workouts or just hanging around to talk. What what's your favorite part of the combine? I think it's just cool to rub elbows with a, a bunch of people that, you know, you look, uh, admire, honestly, in this industry, not only in the media industry, but I mean, it's funny enough, like you're out at the bars at night and you see like some NFL head coaches at the bars too. And it's just like, wow, this is like, this is pretty sick. So that, that's definitely the coolest part of it is, uh, 
you know, all these people that you follow on Twitter and admire their work and you actually get to meet them in person. I think that's kind of the, the coolest part of the whole experience. Max, we've had you on maybe four or five times, so I'll get you out of here with this one. And let's let's be honest, it's the trust tree, okay? We feel like we know each other pretty well. <laughs> who who do we want to rub elbows with the most? Who who mentally is Max Chadwick going, ah, I might actually sidle up next to who at this combine? Oh, good question. Um you know, if I could get next to Caleb Williams at any point during this whole week, I think that would be a, a success for me. But other than that, no, I, I think there's a lot of guys, uh, guys like Austin Gale at the ringer. I, I think there's a terrific job. Ben Solak at the ringer does a terrific job as well. Um, I know both of them personally, thankfully. So, I, you know, I already have an established relationship with them, but they are two of the best in the business, in my opinion. So talking to them has always been uh, a wonderful experience. And, and seeing them here in Indianapolis is definitely really cool, too. I tend to agree with you. Could you tell Ben Solak to at least just text me back no on coming on the show? I think I've texted him 88 <laughs> times, and I never can get a response. But... I, I text him all the time just checking in to see how he's doing, and he rarely texts me back, too. So don't feel too bad. He's a, he's a pretty bad texter for everyone. That's okay. I listen to his show. He's like the oldest 20-something I've ever heard in my oh, life. Oh, he's like so... 26 years old. Yeah, he's like 26. Yeah, he's, he's killing it right now. So but yeah, he's He's unbelievable. Yeah, no, you are too, though, Max. Thanks for hopping on with us. The latest mock is a lot of fun. Enjoy Indianapolis, and we'll catch up with you soon. Of course, man. Appreciate you having me on. All right, there we go. Great stuff from Max Chadwick. PFF.com covers college football and the NFL draft. He is in Indianapolis. And uh, I've always wanted to go to this event. I know it's uh, Indianapolis isn't a destination city, but you always hear about what is the steakhouse? St. Elmo's? Is that say, the name of it? I think so, yeah. Everybody I goes to St. Elmo's. They drink scotch and they and have bourbon the, and... the shrimp cocktail. Supposedly the cocktail sauce has more horseradish than anywhere else. Oh, you give it to me. Cleans out the system for you. Hell yeah, brother. Yeah. Uh, good stuff from Max Chadwick uh, from PFF.com. We'll, yeah, we'll talk some more mock draft. There's some interesting audio from our mm. old friend Merrill Hodge, of uh, formerly of ESPN on a couple of these prospects. So we'll talk about that uh, coming up uh, at the top of the hour. Up next, I want to get to a story that randomly circulated involving Portland, and I don't know why, and it's pretty ridiculous. Next on The Fan. All right, welcome back in. Dirt and Sprague with you. Will Ortner in. Swag hanging out. Got an important note station-wise to tell you about at the top of the hour. We got some audio on one of these draft prospects. Saw random. I was doing some show prep yesterday. God, when my life is timed perfectly, it's like, why don't I do this more often? And yesterday was one of those days I got home, I took care of some business, and I had like an hour and a half of just me time. And I'm like, my kid's not going to be home. I can show prep. Here I go. And I just happened to be on the internet when randomly I saw that Bronny James is going to get drafted by Portland in the second round of the 2025 <laughs> draft. And I went, what? And the tweet was basically Jonathan Gavoni of Draft Express ESPN's draft coverage. They were trying to say that he was reporting that this was going to happen. Now, he came out and basically, like, this is ridiculous. This is, talk about aggregating content that I didn't say. <laughs> he was more just saying that Bronny's more likely going to be in the 2025 draft. He had to deal with the cardiac arrest thing this year. Right. And he's, you know, the season hasn't quite been what maybe some thought it would be. I don't know what they expected from a 6-3 point guard, two guard at USC in year one, but he's averaging like five points and three rebounds. Okay. So it's statistically a season isn't amazing. LeBron did not share your just kind of curiosity about it. Well, look, Swag, am I pretty pro LeBron? Yes. As a player? Yes. 
I will I will argue and debate LeBron with people as a basketball player. What I will also do, to be fair, I will notice and mock the hypocrisy of LeBron. And it showed itself yesterday because the internet owned him. He sent out a tweet yesterday basically saying, can you let this kid just live his life and enjoy college and stop putting expectation on him? Well, we had seen two months prior that he tweeted out, watching League Pass and Bronny better than most of these cats I'm watching. It's crazy. Well, the best quote of all time is, I'm not going to coach my son. I'm going to do my best to stay in the stands so that no one can figure out that LeBron James Jr., is my son. Yeah, that he does it all the time. <laughs> Just a father for and I love LeBron. When Sierra Canyon star. with Bronny came to the Les Schwab Invitational, there was a at least four person documentary film crew following him everywhere mm-hmm. that everybody had to work around. You're not wrong. He also had like four people as security and one of those people cuz I had I was with some family and my nephew's like, how come there's security? I'm like, let him live his life. I was like, because he's a billionaire. <laughs> I know he doesn't feel like it right now warming up, but he's a billionaire. Mm-hmm. And so, of course, there's going to be security there. <laughs> the thing is, like, you cannot be chastising America for putting expectation or talking about his draft future while in the same way, two months prior, you're like, he's better than most of the league. Right. Dude, you're LeBron saying that. That's obviously going to carry some weight. He's also clearly not. Look, he has a lot of room to grow, and yes. there's nothing wrong with that. I look at a local kid, Peyton Pritchard, and he was much better than Bronny in his freshman year. Now it's a little different. Bronny obviously had his cardiac arrest. but Peyton Pritchard was a better high school player than Bronny James. Yes, and but it took him four years. He had to stay four years at Oregon to fully understand how to play the position of a point guard, how to be a team leader, and now he's turned into a very good role player for a Boston Celtics yeah. team that is in the conversation of winning a title. He's a he's a he's a good role player. He's okay. He's a good if he was on okay. if he was on a worse team, well, he would get, get more, more playing shine. time. Yeah. He would get he's more shine. Boston. He's on a better team, so he gets a little bit less shine. But he's a good role player. Maybe that can be something that Bronny achieves. But he needs to stay longer, and he's going to have unwanted and unnecessary scrutiny because he's LeBron James' kid. But everyone is going to have to go through that. That is a son of a former He'll get a bigger stage next year if he stays when they go to the Big Ten, and he's playing... He should he start starts, next year. Yeah, and he but, should, assuming his we'll health. See. Assuming yeah. his health is okay, right? It's it's just going to take time. I, you know, I he needs he, more time. He's a but I, he's a six three shooting guard, and but I said this about him in the high school process because Sheldon uh, Jackson I loved, was recruiting. I, I came away more impressed with him Me too. because he was efficient. He was a great teammate. He played both ends of the floor. He plays defense. He plays defense. He plays smart. He's not just sitting there jacking up as many shots the minute as he can when he touches the ball. Can he find a place as a role guy at some point in his career in the league? I mean, we'll have to wait and see. But if he stays in college, I think if he comes out, he'll probably get a sniff because he's Bronny James Jr. Yeah, the question is, can he roll over and play point? Because he played shooting guard and he didn't have... I don't know what his handles are like. That's well, if he wants to play in the NBA yeah. at six three. Mm-hmm. He's a legit six three, by the way. Yeah. Like some websites list him at six four, six five, and I'm no, like, he's I've six seen three, him. He's but six he's put three. together. He's yeah. solid. He's not tiny. He's um, got the James so jeans. If he can if he can develop mad, 
you know, ball handling skills to yeah. be able to play the point or at least a backup or a combo guard in the NBA, then I think he might have some staying power. Now, I want you to picture this real quick. 2025's just happened. We're at a press conference, and we're sitting in front of Cooper Flagg and LeBron James Jr. <laughs> and you know what's funny about that? Oh, and then is uh, is uh, Phil Knight finally purchased the Trailblazers, no. and they're signing 48-year-old LeBron to a one-year free agent Jody's, deal as well? Is Jody's that part of the package? right in between them. Well, That's the fun- what's happening. The funny thing about this is my brother-in-law <laughs> made a really good point. You know we're always the team that gets the lesser-than-sibling and or thing? I'd never thought about this, and then he pointed it out. We got Harvey Grant, yeah, not Horace. Yep. We got Robin Lopez, not Brooke. Although we did get C.J. McCollum and not his brother. His brother's not in the NBA. Oh, okay. Uh, what's another <laughs> one we got? Oh, we, we already had Olivier Saar, so we probably are going to miss out on Alex, even though he's going to maybe be the number one pick. What was the other one? He gave me one more. Uh, what? Well, you know, that's... Uh... Oh, and we got Chris instead of Keegan Murray. Yeah. <laughs> oh, We, we yeah. always get the lesser than version. No offense to some of these players who have had good careers. But, yeah, it wouldn't shock me at all if we ended up with LeBron James Jr. And we become the one franchise he just refuses to move to a city and go, eh, I'm not going to play for them. I'll wait for Bronny to get out of there. Well, I, I think the real question is, if Bronny comes in and is a good role player, how does that affect LeBron versus Jordan? Mm. I think that's the real legacy question. That well, we're LeBron wins determine. at that point because his kid made the league and Michael couldn't get his kids in the league. <laughs> I can't wait for that to be a first take segment. It's going to be fantastic. Oh, that's definitely a Nick Wright. Like, that's, that's how he wins the debate, right? That's going to come up. It's going to be none of MJ's kids made it. But LeBron yes. was able to father a son that got <laughs> to the NBA and was a role player. The hot take business is so dumb to me. I can it's already awesome. hear Nick Wright using that and then going, what's the best Mike did? His kid married Scotty's ex-wife? <laughs> and it's going to be like, how has the discourse slipped to this level? Didn't even marry her. It was only fiance. No. Uh, Vancouver Ford Text Line has a great one. Seth Curry. Oh, that was another one. He said we got Seth instead of Seth. Seth Curry. Like, we always get we get the sibling. And some of these players are good players. but Get the hand-me-down. They're not the brothers. They're not King James. They're little Prince James, you know? It's kind of what it is. Uh, loaded second hour. This NFL analyst really doesn't like this quarterback in the draft. We'll kick off hour number two and an important station note next on The Fan. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? 
Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hi everybody, Harry Carey here. We've got a great show lined up for you. This is Dirt and Sprague. I once took a pair of binoculars and stared at the sun for over an hour. Why would you do that? Curiosity, I guess. Heck, I'm curious like a cat. I have a couple of friends that call me Whiskers. With Andy Dirt Johnson. Hey, now kid, we all know that the moon is not made of green cheese. Yes, that's true, Harry. But, but what if it were made of barbecue spare ribs? Would you eat it then? And Brendan Sprague. I know I would. Heck, I'd have seconds. And then, then polish it off with a tall, cool Budweiser. Dirt and Sprague on 1080 The Fan. All right, welcome back in. Hour number two, Dirt and Sprague here. Will Ortner sitting in today, hanging out, swag with us this morning. A uh, busy, busy show. A really good point at the Vancouver Ford text line. We were talking about the uh, erroneous Twitter report of one Jonathan Gavoni of ESPN's Draft Express coverage that said Bronny's coming out in the 2025 draft, and he'll be a second-round pick by the Blazers. That was the thing that went out yesterday. And he he's like, yo, talk about taking what I said way out of context. And so we were jokingly talking about that, and somebody made a really good point. If there's a team that needs a 6-3 guard, it's definitely your Portland Trailblazers. Well, that's what we're known for. Like, you know, some states, they are good at exporting apples. Some states are good at exporting hay or cowboys. We are really good at exporting, or I guess I should say importing, because we always bring them in, the 6-3 guard. We do. It's part of our governor's policy. We, uh, yeah. We uh, came in and she's like, we're going to get a lot of 6-3 guards going to help our na- our country's GDP. My first policy decision will be Portland must continue to draft <laughs> six regards. It's like Kylo Ren in the new Star Wars when they're like blowing something up and he's like more more that's Joe Cronin in the Blazers with six three guards. <laughs> Just need more depth at that position with that height. It's the Vince McMahon meme where he's like normal face. It's one six three guard, two six three guards. And he keeps getting more and more excited till he falls out of his chair. Ooh. Five six three guards. Those Vince, uh, those Vince gifs don't age well anymore. No, very awkward. But they, that one, that one laugh hilarious. every time. That, that, it that makes me fun. laugh every time. It's it's the big brain play. Get a whole team of six three guards. Uh, we've got Mister Unlimited audio to get to today. Speaking of 6'3". I've stood next to Russell Wilson. He's maybe 5'10 and a half. No, if he stands in cleats. Yeah, okay, cleats, I'll give you 5'11". He's not very tall. Yeah, that's true. I was actually surprised that I was taller than him when we went up to Seahawk camp a couple years ago. Uh, But Mr. Unlimited is back in the news. We'll get some audio and some stuff that he said. Uh, I want to get some NFL franchise tag notes. It's tagging day. It's cutting time. Mm. we got to pay our guys. i got another week. Well, it's more about uh, reports that guys aren't getting tagged. Well, there's guys not getting tagged, and there's reports of guys getting tagged. We got a Kirkers video circulating. He's at a tennis court. Yeah, so, he's throwing the football on the tennis facility. I was pretty impressed how he looked physically. Me and Will were talking about that. We'll right. get to that at some point. But let's start the second hour with this. We we played Merrill Hodge. I know Merrill Hodge. I don't know where. What is Merrill Hodge to people? Because we a lot of us either grew up with him on ESPN or like you. We were 45 when he made his debut on ESPN in 1992. Oh, I remember him as a running back. 
Really? Look Steelers. Yeah. Wow. Well, mm. I, I don't recall that. I, I'm not old enough. And Merrill Hodge, for me, has been an NFL analyst. Yeah. Mm. The, the Windsor knot, the big Windsor yeah, double knot. He had knot. The, big, the big tie. He had the big tie. And the wide lapels. And I know <laughs> that his persona can be a little intense, a little I'm smarter than you, mm-hmm. but I also think he's got, a, he was great. he's got a great track record. He seems to understand a lot of nuances of football, both the X's and O's and the mental side of it. And I'm just kind of stumped of why he's not at a network in any regard, but he's at MerrillHodge.com. It's expensive. Well, yeah, but they're paying $2 million for Ryan Clark. I think, yeah. I think you get Merrill Hodge for like a mil. But anyways, that's a different conversation. Merrill Hodge said Caleb Williams, not quite this transcendent player that people make him out. Now, he has said he thinks Caleb is good. He's just not convinced Caleb's the best quarterback in this draft. He went on a D.C. radio station, and he talked about who his favorite quarterback in this draft is. Of the guys I have looked at, you know, I've looked at Penix from Washington in May, North Carolina, Bo Nix in Oregon, and Jaden Daniels. Of the people I've looked at, I guess I've got a bunch of guys to go through, but I would take Jaden Daniels. In fact, Jaden Daniels it probably demonstrates the, the best evidence that a guy who plays from a pocket, and now they have pro concepts they use too, so I can use some reality and some realistic concepts that you're going to see in the NFL. I think he's very accurate. I think he processes things very well. So Jaden Daniels, to him, is the best prospect that he has watched on tape. Which is so interesting. And I know it's not necessarily the entire point, but I hear him talk about, well, they use pro concepts Mm -hmm. when he's discussing Jaden Daniels. Concepts in football are largely concepts in football like a flood concept doesn't change from high school to college to the nfl a flood concept you have one wide receiver short you have one in the middle and you have one deep and your reads on that might change depending on are you looking short to long or long to short middle and then in those things can change depending on how the play is called depending on what the defense is in and all that kind of stuff but there is no chance that any of these quarterbacks haven't had pro concepts in. The other thing that I I find interesting well, about... Well, does, does pro concepts, is he talking just about the way that I, I would schematically ass- they operate ver- and, and like how he's recognizing coverages? I, is that what he's kind of hinting think he's, at? I think he's hinting at pre-snap stuff. And like Brian Kelly, he does like... He has his roots in that West Coast offense, which... There was a time where everyone ran the West Coast off- offense, right? So he's adapted and he's taken more of that spread system over. But where a lot of people like will attack Lincoln Riley, Lincoln Riley's roots are with Mike Leach at Texas Tech. His roots are the air raid system. And a lot of people like to say, well, the air raid system, that's not a pro. They don't use pro concepts. But what they do is they try to find who is the open guy? They don't care what the coverage is. They don't care if it's man, zone, cover two, cover one. Is there a blitz? Whatever. It's who's the open guy and hit him. And so you've seen a lot of those concepts get adopted into the NFL because that's what the quarterbacks know. 
And it's easier to take what they know, or at least what I think good coaches do, is they take what those quarterbacks know and they build a system around them. So you can take that system or a similar style that Caleb Williams had and just bring it into the NFL with you and use that type of system. Like Joe Brady, right? He's had some success now as a quarterback's coach and as an offensive coordinator in the NFL. Well, that's because they're building concepts around Josh Allen. And Josh Allen likes to be a little more gunslingery, be a little more freewheeling. So to me, when he says pro concepts, I think that can there can be some falseness to that because if you build a system around your quarterback in the pros, those concepts that you're using are technically pro concepts. What I, what I don't get is can you judge what Jaden Daniels is doing at LSU and say, well, he's using pro concepts, so he's the one I like the most, where he's had also some of the more easy games. He has four FCS games a year or games against teams that are lower FBS level. Now, I'm not saying that he's not going to work or he's a bust or Merrill Hodge is an idiot. Merrill Hodge has a track record that's better than mine, right? And he's been doing it for longer than I've been alive. I just think it's, it's, it's weird that he would come in and say, well, he uses the most pro concepts, so he'll be the most pro ready. Because concepts are concepts, and they stay the same. If you use them in the pros, they become a pro concept. I think the one thing that you're hitting on that he kind of alludes to here, and we'll get to the cut on the other side, because the quarterback, he talked about a quarterback that he he's not as fond of, and a big part of the reason he doesn't like this quarterback, pro concepts, whatever that may mean to Merrill Hodge when he says it, a big part of it is the mental side. Mm-hmm. Who is the quarterback he doesn't like? And where is this quarterback going to ultimately land? I find this stuff very interesting. I, I've been saying this for weeks now. This draft is one of the better drafts that I think we've had. It's just it's deep at a lot of positions. Right. There's debates at multiple positions. And how it all shakes out, who's going to trade up, who's going to stay, who's going to trade down, who's going to take who at, at what spot, who's going to slip mm-hmm. because teams get desperate and try to take a player I find it all fascinating. I'm reading about this stuff every single day. I was texting with Nemec about DB cone drills yesterday. Yeah. And is Kool-Aid McKinstry going to fall down? And is he going to be a late first-round pick? Like, there's a lot of interest in this draft. Who is the quarterback Merrill Hodge doesn't like? He'll tell you on the other side of the break next on The Fan. All right, welcome back in. We'll get to Mr. Unlimited at the bottom of the hour. Did an interview and did it for a reason. Um... So Merrill Hodge, we just played a clip of Merrill Hodge talking about his favorite quarterback in this draft. It's not Caleb Williams. It is Jaden Daniels. He's very high on Jaden Daniels. And out of the box. I don't know. Jaden Daniels in some boxes too. Some people have Jaden Daniels going second overall. Right, and he's rising up. But are any of them saying that he is their favorite? There's no one that's saying he's their favorite. Some are no, saying... No, because everybody's just clinging to Caleb. Caleb is the universal favorite. Right. Or there's a few that I've seen where they've said May because May fits more of your traditional style. And because of being in Chicago, <laughs> we also have this, this dumb idea of... Yeah. 
well, he's a bigger quarterback with a strong arm. Did you see the video where he threw it 80 yards and it hit the goalpost? Wow, he's amazing. So he might work better in Chicago because of the cold weather, i.e. Joe Flacco in Baltimore, Josh Allen in Buffalo. Unless he's Andrew Luck, they're not drafting the number 10 out of North Carolina in Chicago again. They already right. did that once. Right? And right. Mitch uh, <laughs> didn't Trubisky work. didn't work out very didn't well for Didn't work. So, yeah, I mean... Maybe there are a couple out there that like Drake May. Mm -hmm. Certainly, Jaden has jumped up in a lot of these mocks. But Caleb, I think, is the most universal of the picks. Mm -hmm. And Merrill Hodges said, yeah, not so fast on that. It's a little lengthy of a clip. But he was on DC, 106.7 The Fan, our sister station in DC on the, on the Sports Junkies, a longtime radio program out there. And Merrill Hodge had this because they said, okay, Caleb goes one, DC's two. We got a new regime here. Mm -hmm. What about Drake May? And take a listen to what Merrill Hodge says about Drake May. I wouldn't touch May. I wouldn't. I wouldn't grab May. Mm. I wouldn't draft him in the first round. There's a bunch of things that bother me. He's extremely inconsistent as uh, his accuracy, his processing inconsistent. Um, he's not extremely athletic. I think I find him more stiff. He's got a longer throwing motion, which allows more hits in our league than he gets in college. And I'm just bothered by it. You know, in fact, I just, I knew we were going to do this, so I just wanted to, I hadn't mm -hmm. watched him for a couple of weeks. So I, one of my last games I looked at was the NC State, NC State game. And that may be one of the worst games I'd ever seen. I mean, in play. Mm -hmm. and, but, but it validated, it's at the end of the season, and it, ended, it validated a couple things. He misses a lot of hots. The team misses hots. He sees hots and he doesn't throw hot. I just, so that is, you'd have to get in the room and say, okay, why don't you throw this? To walk me through this. Okay, but that, that processing bothers me. In our league, man, you got to be dialed in. you got to be sharp on that. When you miss them in college, listen, there's a certain level of coaching that doesn't exist in college based on the time frame that they have. So coaching is going to matter. We go back to we started with coaching. And that is going to matter. And what they're going to get is going to matter. And that could be, are they going to get good coaching or they're not going to get so good coaching. And let's just assume they're going to get good coaching. So there can be a lot of things you can work through. But the one thing I, I have not seen, Two things that always concern me is you can't fix a guy can talk smart on the board, but then he can't process it on the field. And if I find out that guy's like that, I wouldn't touch him ever. And he doesn't think Drake may, Drake may processes things very well. His throwing mechanics are awful. He's not as mobile and athletic a quarterback as some maybe make it out to be. That's just Merrill Hodges' take. But it was an interesting one because I haven't. I haven't read or seen a whole lot. There's certainly things you can find on the internet that are like, yo, this guy, not quite as high on him as the others. Right. But I, I just, I found the breakdown of May for Merrill Hodge of mm, not, not, not a first round guy. He might be the second pick in the draft. Right. What Merrill is talking about when he says, hey, you see your hots, you're not throwing hot. What he's talking about is when a team blitzes, whether they're bringing an extra guy or a guy comes free, what May wasn't doing was May wasn't throwing to the hot route that should be open the area because of the, field, of the blitz. That's, yeah, best right. to go in that situation. They always say if there's a blitz coming, you throw into the blitz right. because that's where the open spot should be. And Drake May isn't doing that. What would be interesting for me is to see May get on a board and talk about it because there might be a reason where maybe he processes slowly on the field, right? Hey, here comes live bullets. They're firing at me and I forget where my hot route is, which is definitely something to be worried about. 
But if he gets on the board and he can't explain what a hot is or why he didn't throw to that hot route, that's on his coaching. Because Merrill Hodge makes a big assumption there where he goes, let's just assume he has good coaching. Just because someone is coaching high-level D1 college football doesn't mean they're a good coach. I think he's talking about the NFL there. I think he's saying, assume the new staff you hired is good. Just just for the gotcha. theoretical sake right. of, you have drafted Drake mm-hmm. May, this is your staff. Even if it's good coaching, this is where good coaching still can't help this kid. And that's where I disagree, because look at the number one quarterback in the NFL right now, Patrick Mahomes. When he got to the NFL, he couldn't ID a mic. To ID a mic, that sets your protection, that sets, hey, we think they're going to be in this coverage. You have to be able to ID a mic to make pre-snap reads. And he couldn't do it. But isn't that something, okay, so I ask this as an ignorant football fan who loves the sport. That seems like something that I've heard before from other prospects, and it's something you learn but, like, not only do you learn that, you get to play for Andy Reid. Right. You get to learn from Alex Smith, who might not have been Mahomes, but, damn it, was he not he a good quarterback really good. and had a great career before his ugly injury. I, And then Patrick just has natural arm talent that mm-hmm. we may have never seen before, right? It's right. a combination of a lot of players, and he does it in such a unique, beautiful way mm-hmm. that I'm just like, yeah, you can't identify the mic. Okay, that's maybe problematic, but that feels like something you just say, this is how you identify it. Okay, thanks, coach. And then you keep studying, you keep learning, you keep meeting with Andy Reid. Maybe it's not as it's, simplistic as that. It's not quite as simplistic. Sure, but Drake May's not going to have Andy Reid. Right. His head coach is a defensive guy, so he's going to be relying on quarterback and offensive coordinator. I think right. Anthony Lynn of the Niners just bolted to D, to D.C. from San Francisco. Mm-hmm. You know, Kyle Shanahan liked him. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if that matters, but I I just find it interesting to not even say he's a round one guy, and he might be the second pick in the draft. And the crazy part about this to me, Will, right? I love Caleb Williams. I'm all in on Caleb Williams. I understand the knocks on Caleb Williams, mm-hmm. the risk that's involved there. The history of the league tells us largely none of these guys may hit. Yeah, usually it's one guy hits. If if they truly go, like we just talked to Max Chadwick, and in his draft big board, they had five quarterbacks get taken. Penix is not going eight. I I, right. I know he and, was and citing Nix that. that was... Nix isn't going 12. You think he's going to be later than that? I would think so. Because Denver, there's just scuttlebutt that Denver might be eyeing a Nix, a McCarthy. I don't know where McCarthy will land. Right. But like the odds in history of this stuff. It one's, just tells us nobody's going to hit, or you'll get one if you're lucky. One will hit, one will be decent, the rest won't be good, They'll right? just be backups and then fade into obscurity. Right, and, yeah. I, and I'm and i not up here coming out saying Drake May is going to be the next guy. I mean, North Carolina has a history of quarterbacks coming out that do not work from there, yeah, right? Yeah, I don't want to hold lately. it to the university. I mean, everybody right. says that, and then Stroud's great for Ohio State, and it's like, well, nobody's going to say that about Ohio State now, are they? Right. Well, probably, but... What I want to touch on is a bigger bigger thing in football, and a lot of the older guys don't like this, because when you grew up, when Merrill grew up, and you went through the system, and you went through basically until about how Mummy and Mike Leach in the early 2000s created the air raid system, you had to be able to ID the mic to play. You had to be able to understand coverages to play. But with the addition of the air raid system, which is a major, major part in football at the high school level, at the college level, 
and at the pro level now, it isn't about IDing the mic. They don't care in that system where the blitz is coming from. They do not care if you blitz two guys. They don't care if you blitz one. If you don't blitz any, they don't care if you stunt. They don't care if you're in cover one, two, three, four. They don't care if it's a man. They don't care. They care about who is open and how do I get the ball to them? So when you have a lot of quarterbacks that have come through the high school system, the seven on seven system that's now everywhere, the college system, they don't learn these things that they still ask them to know and to learn in the NFL system, right? It's what NFL teams want them to do. So if you can't identify that and you've never been taught to identify it or have never even wanted to identify it, you're going to miss those types of reads. Mm -hmm. So what I want to know with Drake May is, is he missing those reads because he knows and he can't figure it out? Is it because a coach tried to teach it to him and it didn't make sense? Or did no one ever teach it to him in the first place? Because when you go and you talk to Patrick Mahomes, no one taught it to him in the first place. And the minute that he started getting it taught to him, he was able to make those pre-snap reads, and it's what helped take him to the next level and the next level and the next level. And even Patrick Mahomes, a person that I think is wildly intelligent and one of the most gifted, if not the most gifted quarterbacks ever to play the position, it took him two years before he was finally fully comfortable with that. So if Drake May isn't being taught that, if he comes into the NFL and he gets taught, it's going to take him time. It's going to take him minimum two to three years yeah, but to if he figure it out. If he goes to D.C., he's starting week one. Right. And that might, could this be a is, reason this of why is he why. fails. Well, this is why almost all of them do. This is why you go through these drafts. with The Trey mm -hmm. Lance draft, the Mac Jones, Trey Lance... Uh, I'm forgetting the other quarterback in that draft. Wilson, um, uh, Fields is in there as Fields, well. Fields, yeah, like that that draft. This was kind of similar. There was like mm -hmm. four guys. It was like, who's going to go in what order? And then the Niners straight up, and Mac Jones falls, and none of them. None of them hit. Lawrence. Lawrence is okay. Lawrence is okay. Yeah. He had a pretty bad year. Yeah. They're not in a rush, it seems like, to get that contract done with him. Right, right. And I didn't think that that was going to be a possibility going into that draft. So... Like, that's kind of the craziness of all of this. You could like Caleb, you could like Drake May, mm -hmm. you could like Jaden Daniels or Nix or Penix or whoever. The history just says, yeah. Matt says probably none of these guys, and one if you're lucky, because mm -hmm. the people in the sport that know the sport better than I ever could still cannot properly identify it, even when they get weeks and months to be able to study tape. You mentioned identifying mics properly. Brock Purdy got to play. Because not only was he executing the offense properly, Shanahan raved about his smarts, his his mm -hmm. intelligence his of identifying. Mm -hmm. How did Kansas City beat him in the Super Bowl? Because he could not identify a disguised blitz by Trent McDuffie and threw it right at McDuffie, and bam, there there's a pivotal play that if he hits Ayuk, Ayuk might go to the house. Right. When you can confuse the smart ones, mm -hmm. the ones who aren't as prepared in some regards in that way. They can struggle, yeah. Good luck to you. Good yeah. luck to you. Well, and and that's why it's not just on the player. It's on really how they came up into the system, but it's on the coaching staff. Joey Harrington talks about it all the time when he's on with Isaac and Souk. He played under a lot of guys who taught the West Coast system that didn't understand the West Coast system. You need to have an offensive coordinator or a head coach or a uh, quarterback position coach that designs that offense to fit the strengths of that quarterback. Lamar Jackson has to run a different offense than Brock Purdy. 
who has to run a different offense than Pat Mahomes. The one quarterback that's successful out of this class will be in the best situation where the coaching staff builds an offense around them and they are able to learn the system, go through, and play to their strengths. That will be the best quarterback. Not necessarily where do you fall and what team you play for. I want to get to Mr. Unlimited audio swag. Will, real quick, over under one and a half franchise quarterbacks in this draft. Over under. Under. Over. Okay. Ooh. Mr. Unlimited audio. Can he still win a Super Bowl? We'll get to that next. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. All right, welcome back in. Ortner is uh, he's learning a lot at his young age doing this. One that he hasn't mastered yet, and he's close. He's close. He's like watching a kid who has to like fold his hand and break the piece of wood in karate to get the next belt. He's close. He's cracking it. He can't quite get through it. He'll talk to me and tell me stories that are great. But then he'll keep talking as the rejoiner music's going, and I'm having to put my headphones on. He's like, ah! So he hasn't quite learned, like, on the clock when to talk, when not to talk. But the stories are great. I think that the stories get added with the rejoiner music. It's, it's You the like having the, the rejoiner music at pivotal points of the story. Hey, look, sometimes I'll turn on music <laughs> so that my point gets made better. Like, if I'm telling you a big workout story and 300 violin orchestra is in the background, that's instantly a more badass workout story. It may amplify it a little bit to your point. The The part I feel bad on is when I put my cans on and you're still talking and I'm like, I hate to do this, but I can't listen anymore. I, it's all good, man. <laughs> that's that's when I sneak in uh, the true 
parts of the story, it's like 80% true. And it's then when I you see... say, yeah, and I murdered that person. Yeah. What? What? All right, welcome back, yeah. Welcome back to the show. Ordner uh, did what? Mail sack at 815. Get the mail sack questions in at the Vancouver Ford text line, 503-864-6326. They choose you right before, during, and after the sale. Visit them at VancouverFord.com. Big day for us at the fan. Massive day on the fan. Mm. We've got our uh, first ever winter Golf Classic happening yes. out at X-Golf Tualatin and Vancouver today. Danny and Dusty will be out in Vancouver. Isaac and Souk will be out in Tualatin. Um, so come hang out with us. If you're not going to play in the tournament with your threesome, you couldn't find two other partners. That's okay. Threesomes are not easy for everybody. Not everybody knows how to navigate a threesome. It can be very intimidating. That's okay. Come on out. we got a lot of solos. You know, do your own thing by yourself. It's sometimes a little easier than operating a threesome. Um, and for all the people coming out to golf, thank you for coming to hang out with us today. We always appreciate you guys showing up and showing out. It's why you're the best audience in sports radio in Portland and why we have been Portland sports leader now uh, for too many years to count. We we greatly appreciate you and looking forward to hanging out with everybody out at both X-Golf uh, locations in Vancouver and Tualatin today. I'm excited. I think I'm going to sneak out to Vancouver for a little bit in the afternoon. Right, I got to make a trip up to Ellensburg, and I think the perfect way to pregame that is to go and stop out at X Golf Vancouver. Maybe yeah, catch a little Danny and Dusty. There you go, hang out with Danny and Dusty. Yeah, do that for an hour, and then uh, try and beat the snow. I'm glad you're not going to Tualatin. I'd be worried that you're going to go murder Sukanic. No, here's <laughs> he makes up all these stories. Do you know who he calls? When no, you, his got, you tire... guys have a weird thing going on. No. I don't know if there's like a secret relationship happening or no, what, but we... you guys tell weird stories about each Look, other. Look, all I know is that when he was in a moment of need, when the homeless, houseless, were surrounding him because he had a flat tire, who did he call to save him? Me. So I'm the He hero. called you when he had a flat tire? Well, it was right by my house. <laughs> he knows where you live? Well, I live right by the gym. I live right by the Crunch Fitness that I go to, and he and I, we both go to the Crunch Fitness. His uh, tire popped. He called me. I helped him out, and then he came on air and then just made fun of my car. Mm. It's a very nice car, and I Febreze it. Wait a minute. It, he needed your help on a flat tire, and then he proceeded to make fun of your car? Yeah, he said uh, it was messy. Which That's like, classic suit That's right very satanic. Very it's, satanic. Hey, can you help me out, and then yeah. I'm going to make fun of you for helping me out the issue was my car it's a little small and look there's a lot of workout hats in my car okay your workout hat guy only when i don't want to shave for a couple days oh okay it you gets, got a good dome for a bald head i know I, I like being bald it just it gets a little fuzzy on top you you do you like being bald because of the bald or because you look like sucanic i like being all first of all all bald big white dudes look the same there's no difference mm, eh. There's a. I like being bald because I'm cheap, and now I don't have to buy shampoo. Hey. The amount of shampoo money that has turned into gambling money, it's been a huge growth in the market. That's probably why you owe tax money, is your gambling winnings have exceeded well, a certain amount. Yeah, I wish that was the yeah. case, because I'm not winning at that rate. I don't know, Swigar. We might not do it. Like, what's the equivalent to an E60 for 1080? Like, the 1080, 60... We um, might have to dive into something going on between the drive time host I'll see and what Bill I can Ordner. find out when I'm in twelve. There is yeah, do, do, do some digging for yeah, us. Of there like, is what's nothing really going, going on? on. I do remember the first time we met. I, I had to, I offered him a sticker. He was up at uh, Ellensburg. He was up at Central. What? Yeah, I was I was running a booth, 
And I saw him and I recognized him. I did I'm, you run home and shave your head and like No, I had hair back then. Okay. At that point. I'm waiting did for you to still have hair. Uh-huh. Did he? No, no, oh, no, no. God. It was How old do you think he is? No, 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 no. I, I remember when he had hair. No, this is this is like uh twenty twenty one. Okay. It's right when his kid is his kid's going through orientation up at Central. Oh, oh that's gotcha. Right. And okay. I made yeah. eye contact. Yeah. And we just kind of like stared as we walked down the hallway. Because you each look, other. you you look. I know I you're was, saying bald white guys look the same. You guys literally look just like each other. And I hate to tell you this because it might not be what you want to hear. You're kind of biting his style because he's older and he's been more known longer. That when you shave the head and then you grow the beard. Well, dude, I have I'm the waiting beard. for the arm sleeve. At some point, there's going to be no, weirdly cool. similar tattoo art on no, your arm no. popping up. No, what you're doing is... And then you're going to be a little pigeon-toed. You're going to wear some some more trendy fashion clothes. No, like, no, no, no. It's common. I, what, can, I can feel what it. What you're doing here is you're taking my early onset male pattern baldness <laughs> and determining that I chose to be bald. I chose to have crappy patchy hair just so that I could be like Sukanik. That couldn't be further from the truth. We just happen to mm. have similar hair, and if you're going to be bald... You have to have a beard. He has a big beard. I have a small beard. I like my He's got small more beard. of a Viking beard. I had yeah. the Viking beard. I'm not a big fan of it. I braided it once. It was cool. I'm over that now. Yeah. I like my small beard. I kind of finally have a chin without having the double chin. Yeah. So I'm, well, I'm you're not fat about anymore. That. Yeah, dude. When you fat cut Will's the fat. Gone. Yeah. Fat Will's gone. Skinny Will's not here yet. Right now you got dad bod Will. Oh, dad bod Will. Fat, fat Will's gone. Skinny jacked Will's coming. Dad bod. Oh, skinny jacked. Yeah, okay. That's the, that's the hope. I'm well, I know girls running. girls will refer to it as slim thick. Is is a term I have heard in the last like yeah, 4 but you years. Gotta, you got to have a butt. You got to have a butt. Your thighs got to be a little muscular. Be, yeah. Maybe the shoulders a little jacked, but you're tr- yeah, it's slim well, thick is a term I have heard. Look, dude, I've I've got my greens here. A skinny ja- yeah, I know. You're taking skinny, dumps skinny between commercial ja- breaks I didn't because t- I didn't take well, greens are running through your system. You know who else takes greens? Who? Sukanik. No, he doesn't. He absolutely does. There's no chance. Sukan- if anybody at the station is subscribed to the Athletic Greens program, no, it's, it's absolutely him. No, it's, it's dusty. not even close. It's Dusty because no. Dusty's going out here and he does uh, those like cleanses where he's like on a juice cleanse for five nah, days, which that's insane. No, that, I get that. No, juice cleanse is insane. Just fast. Uh, like, I've done a 48-hour, eh, I think it was 56-ish hour fast. Do that. The juice cleanse, that just... Somebody says, Gross. isn't Slim Jack just jacked? Yeah. It's kind of what I thought. <laughs> yeah. I just I had to throw a Slim in there because I've never been Slim. Also, let's just highlight, what did you listen to in high school? Uh, well, I listened to the fan. I'm a P1. Ah, so is it really male bald, yeah, pattern baldness, or is it you just shaved your head and you say, the, I want to be Jason I can Sukanik. show you the ESPN clip I think you of just how had a, bald I was. I think you had an identity crisis. You said, I want to be Suk. I got one game on ESPN in my entire football career, and in that one game, they got me on the drone shot when oh, I had no. taken my headband down, and I got the lesser-known <laughs> baldinger, not Brian, the brother, talking about, what a great block he made. Oh, poor guy, losing his hair. <sighs> Yamaka, right there, flesh color. Yeah, Bam. Yeah. Oh, long you know, you, you leaned into it. You did what you're supposed to do. Your driver's license photo, for those out there, mm-hmm. your beard and your hair length, you look like Norm from There's Something About Mary, the pizza delivery guy, who then shaved everything and became like 
the handicapped guy yeah. that just wanted to be around Mary, your ID looks exactly like Norm's and there's something about I, Mary. I braided my hair specifically for that. I know how to braid hair because I had to braid mine. That's very cute. I'm <laughs> still terrified that you're going to murder Sukanik. He is just fine. Okay. I'm scared of blood. All right. <laughs> yeah, well, there's other ways to do it. No, I have a conscience. Oh, do you? If anyone murders anyone, it will be him to me. That also, not ruled out yet. Yeah, we need to do a 1080 60. We're going to dive into this relationship. He'll get upset. You know where each other live. You're, you're in each I other's don't... cars. You're working out together. There's some things going on here that haven't quite added up to me. Shoot, uh, I do know where Let's get to crunch time. See? It's exactly what I'm talking about. Get to crunch time next on The Fan. It's crunch time. Let's go! Where Dirt and Sprague crunch the hot topics you want to hear. What's the pressure? Don't sit here and act like there's no... We get nervous teeing off in front of a gallery on the 10th hole at Eastmoreland. Crunch Time, brought to you by Crunch Fitness, with memberships as low as $9.99 per month. Find your Crunch Time in Portland, Vancouver, and online at crunch.com. All right, welcome back in. Dirt and Sprague here. That uh, that background music's very loud. Not anymore. You potted it down, but when it comes back, I almost have to wait for it to be potted. It's so loud in the cans. Uh, people giving you baldness, head treatment advice here at the Vancouver yeah, Fortex Yeah, why would line. I have to shampoo? That doesn't make sense to me. There's some balds that believe you still shampoo. I don't... But I don't want to shampoo. I haven't like, gotten there yet. Eventually in my life, I will be bald, and I will uh, have to learn that. I don't know what you're talking about. No, yeah, you, you're going you're to have know. hair forever. That's and yet you, you refuse to hair. grow yours out. You have, you I've have grown Kurt Russell not. hair, mm-hmm. and then you just cut it every time. Uh, probably after basketball, because it does start to get in the way with the headsets and that sort of thing. So once basketball season's over, I might let it go a little bit, but then it gets summertime and it gets hot and sweaty. Yeah, but then you can pull the hair. No? Okay. (laughs) I loved Um, that awkward silence. That was awesome. Get the mail sack at 8.15. Any and all questions are welcome at the mail sack, 503-864-6326. I think I'm going to have some mail sack questions to the people. Like, Ah. do I actually have to shampoo? If I do, what types of shampoo should I use? Why can't I just use my Old Spice body wash on my head like I have been? you, You use Old Spice body wash? I smell like Fiji. Uh, you don't actually. You smell like chemicals. You should look into organic real soap. Yeah, but I don't have the money for organic. <laughs> yeah, soap. you do. No. I don't yeah, have do. the. I barely you, have. You the owed money, money for... in your taxes. You have money. Yeah. I. Where's you don't pay going? taxes unless you made good money. Yeah. You owed money. It's going to my rent bills. Well, where it's all going. I just. Uh, you should look into those. You don't I want don't... those chemicals all over you. No, I'm, I'm a Neutrogena rain bath guy. Are you? You're a uh, rain bath yeah. man. I'm a Sasquatch. The Squatch soap, you guys into that? The Justin Herbert soap? I've never even mm. heard of that. What? No, dude, It's I walk in, Old Spice is like the first thing right there, grab it, go. Oh, man. I love going to a good, this is how old I am, Will. This is the difference between you and me. I love to go to a Saturday market and find like a goat's milk soap. And I'm like, hmm, kind of smells like vanilla and it's real. I'm going to use it. My buddy's like that, but with hot sauce. The amount of hot <laughs> sauce, hot sauce. The amount of hot sauce that we have in in my apartment because yeah. of my roommate. We have a hot sauce. Uh, one of the little sides on the door when you open it, you've got the little rows. One's all hot sauce, all mm. different kinds. They have a little. That's Saturday. a bit much. You don't use all those hot sauces. I only use Frank's. He uses it all himself. There's a um, there's a Saturday market. That you goes only on right use over Frank's here. Red Hot. You don't mix up your hot sauces. No, no. I, why would I? When you found it when you found the gold standard, mm. why would you change? I don't think Frank's is the gold standard. It is to me. Mm, I'd put man. that mm. on everything. 
Waiter, memorize the commercial. <laughs> Swag, if anybody's going to give you hot sauce advice, Swag might be one of the people I'd recommend. It, it greatly varies based on the types of peppers, based on if you're using it in a sauce or what you want. If you want a little sweet heat sometimes. Oh, a little sweet heat. You get the Thai chili Oh, sauce. hell yeah, brother. Mm. Uh, sometimes you want it to be smoky. You'll get the chipotle. Oh, I love a good chili paste I put on my my pho yeah. or some rice uh, and chicken. Sometimes you go, uh, you go uh, chili verde. Mm. Yeah. 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 You need to mix it up. You do. You got to mix it up, man. <laughs> I I stay trying marrying a hot sauce. You don't have to stay committed to one hot I'm, sauce. I'm monogamous to my hot sauce. Well, I think you can mix it up a little bit, get weird, know. get kinky, mix some hot sauces together. Uh, not to quote the one episode of New Girl I've ever seen, but you mm. get one hot sauce. Mm. You don't get multiple hot sauces. New Girl is a fantastic show. I would highly advise people to go watch it. I think it's on Netflix. I watched it in real time, and I've rewatched it on Netflix. That's that's the advice of the show I don't listen to. That's the one right there. It's, it's you one get of the one few. Hot sauce. I, yeah, it's one of the few I don't listen to at all. That is the one episode I've seen. Everyone tells me I should watch it's it. It's a really good show. I haven't. Maybe I will go back and watch it. But I've seen that one What's episode. Her name? Zoe, Zoe Deschanel. Zoe Deschanel. You know, I find she's, her annoying. Really? Yeah. She's wow. She's a little interesting. I find her kind of um, smart, nerdy, hot kind of vibe thing is that's her thing is like she's awkward she's funny she can say random things she's gorgeous you know she's with uh the property brother you know that HGTV? which one the know. the real estate guy or the diy guy yeah yeah right. there's two of them there's one that sells know the things I, and there's one that builds the thing i watched like, the damn show i just right. said the property brothers i just don't know which one builder. i think the builder she seems more like a builder you think now. she likes the builder more than the yeah, real estate because i think she's quirky and she's a little different so like the realtor he seems more like an offensive coordinator he's gonna be more into the high fashion the high quality stuff the diy guy he's gonna be a little more quirky he's gonna be a little more low maintenance so she can be more high maintenance which one's jonathan she's with jonathan that i don't know which is nothing which. to me well you, show me show you me know the there's picture. two of them they do yes, a show I do know there's two oh of them. you know okay. i don't know there's names show me the yeah i was gonna say now i have to look up jonathan what's the last name uh scott you know they should specify on the google search real estate one uh oh, reconstruction I think, I think, one i don't know they look too similar i think that might be the real estate one okay well good for her good for him i can't believe you're anti zoe de chanel i didn't know that about you I can take her or leave her. Oh, no, no. Have I was... you seen the show, New Girl? Uh, I know of it. I've never seen it. I just... God. We should just watch stuff sometimes. Wow. Okay. Cracking with the big two points last yeah, night. Yeah, no, I was... that's, that's it right there. I was right. She's with the She's with the contractor. <laughs> she is with the contractor? Yeah, I can tell by his yeah, jeans and his shirt. Okay. He's a contractor. Good for her. Interior design. I'm happy for them, I guess. Uh, all right. Well, we didn't get to it. Let's get to the top of the hour. Mr. Limited is Mr. back in the news. Oh, uh, Mr. Limited. He got back into Mr. Unlimited with Brandon Marshall. Uh, that's Crunch Time brought to you in the fan by Crunch Fitness. Memberships as low as $9.99 per month. Multiple locations. Find them online at crunch.com. Loaded. Final hour of the radio program. We got the mail sack at 8.15. Let's get to Mr. Unlimited in the final hour of the show. Dirt and Sprague on the fan. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. 
You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter, and Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Import, Chicago, Illinois. It's the most anticipated WNBA season in history. And you know what that means. Court is back in session. Welcome to Queens of the Court, an Odyssey original podcast. I'm your girl, Cheryl Swoop, And I'm Jordan Robinson. All WNBA season long, we'll be bringing you interviews with star athletes, analysis on your favorite teams, and lots of hot takes. Order, order in the court. Follow and listen to Queens of the Court on the free Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. The problem most men have is they don't know how to talk to women. This is Dirt and Sprague. You know what my problem is? I am not interesting. With Andy Dirt Johnson and Brendan Sprague. What am I supposed to say? I went to Magic Camp. I'm an accomplished ventriloquist. Dirt and Sprague on 1080. Oh, I am a seventh degree imperial yo-yo master. <gasps> oh, do me, yo-yo master. I want you to do me because you're the yo-yo guy. The fan. All right, welcome back in. Final hour, Dirt and Sprague here. Will Ortner sitting in for dirt. It is a fan winter golf classic day out at Vancouver and Tualatin X-Golf locations. If you got time today on your lunch or you get off early, go hang out. Uh, Isaac Atsuka will be in Tualatin. Danny and Dusty will be in Vancouver. It's our first fan winter golf classic. Hopefully not the last. So we'll see how it goes. We're excited for the event. Uh, Will's going to be out in Vancouver for a while. Swag is going to be out at Tualatin today. And so come hang out with the fan at both uh, locations, either or, doesn't matter. Just come hang out with the fan as we try something for the first time, a fan winter golf classic. We got the mail sack to get to at 8.15, so any and all questions are always welcome at the mail sack. 503-864-6326. That's the Vancouver Ford text line. You can text your questions in. You can tweet them to us. Hit them up on the YouTube comment section as well. We'll get to them coming up at 8.15. Uh, we have delayed for a half hour due to hot sauce, baldness, <laughs> new girl, and Kat Denning's conversations uh, Russell Wilson, Mr. Limited, is back in the news. He was on the I Am Athlete podcast with Brandon Marshall, who appears to have gone to Russell's house and jokingly said, I heard your house was for sale. And Russ said, no, nah, that's a fake rumor. And Russ had set up this interview with Marshall for a reason. He wanted to control some of the messaging. Remember, we had uh, Nick Cosmiter on last week, covers the Denver Broncos for The Athletic. He thinks Russ is going to get cut at some point, there's a deadline where they can break up the $85 million owed in dead cap money into two different years to help themselves a little bit. I read another piece that said Broncos might actually have a decent amount of spending money in this free agency period for Sean Payton if they can work their financials out with Russell Wilson. And so Russ was on the Brandon Marshall podcast, and he ran through the injury contract dispute that happened between him and and the Denver Broncos. They don't want to bench you because of play. They're saying they're benching you because they want you to take out the injury guarantee. Yeah, they want they yeah they want to re- push back my injury guarantee and remove it for that rest of the year. So that way, if I get injured, that they don't have to pay it. But that's why, as a player, it doesn't even make sense to do that because you think of those Alex Smith moments. I didn't want to set a, a precedent for players to remove their injury guarantees. 
too as well. And so it, it, it was it was no way I was going to do that. And so when they said that hey, we're, we're going to bench you, we're going to bench you, I said, all right, that, that's what you want to do. Bro, that's like extortion. Yeah, how, like you got the NFL PA involved, attorneys involved, like obviously. Well, like, I, I didn't want to, but then, then they kept saying it all the way throughout the week. So then, you know, my agent talked to the NFL PA, the NFL PA called me to ask, you know, and then they, they talked to the NFL. The NFL was like, this can't, we can't, this is illegal. You can't do this. And so then, you know, all the way throughout Saturday. So I was just like sitting here. I didn't know if I was going to play the following week. We had Monday Night Football against the Buffalo Bills the following week. So I'm like, am I going to play? Am I not? Like, so, 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 like, so you got Russell Wilson in his camp, and then you got the Denver Broncos, everybody looking at each other. Who's going to make the first move? You going to sign? You gonna take it? No, I, I wasn't going to do it. You I wasn't going to blink? No shot. I ain't <laughs> taking my injury guarantee. But. So now I'm sitting there like, okay, well, we'll see what happens. So then the whole week, all the way, and I get back on Monday, I still don't know necessarily what's going to happen. And uh, on, that, on that Monday, that's when I meet with Sean. And Sean's like, hey, don't forget like nothing happened. We're just we're going to play this week against Buffalo. we got a big game against Buffalo. you got to go win on Monday Night Football. And I'm like, all right. <laughs> I feel like sometimes we get the real Russell when he's talking for a lengthy period of time, and then he'll slip back into, like, Mr. Unlimited stuff. So it's like, yeah, this happened and this happened. And I wasn't going to let him take that contract. Thing, you know, and it just, like, slips in there. And you're like, wait a minute, what do you do? Are you going back into a character or are you going back? I'd love to know the real Russell Wilson this is dirty. Uh, this was a part of the conversation, and you certainly, I put a poll question on this, do you side with either side? A couple of people say, I don't, you know, I don't root for either side. No Broncos, don't care about Russ. I understand the business aspect of this mm-hmm. from the Broncos' perspective, the football aspect of it. I watched Russ in real time. I was like, I know these smart football people are telling you he's having a good year, like the media times of the world. I've watched their games. He's not. He's having one half that's good, and he's having another half where he does nothing. And so I felt like I was punching against air. It just was nothing. And I'm like, I'm not as smart as some of these people, but I know it when I see it. And this dude is not it. And they were defending it until the point of he got benched. It's pretty dirty. It's pretty dirty to ask a player in that sport to remove the injury guarantee. I mean, Swag, you're going out to Tualatin today. You're helping us out. I can't imagine our boss behind the scenes finding a way to negate any kind of money you may get in the off chance you can't do your job. And then he goes, no, 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 just act like that didn't happen. Why don't you come back to work? That's got to be an awkward situation, does it not? Yeah, I would think so. And the part, uh, probably the most honest thing he said was uh, he didn't want to set a precedent. The the union, obviously, right. and those sort of, they are very conscious of breaking ground in terms of contracts. And the owners are you know, the other way too. And he's smart That's why all those owners got just so mad at Haslam when he did the, um, the contract with, uh, with Deshaun, Deshaun Watson. And like, are you, are you insane? And they were, most of them were able to keep that from becoming a standard. But, Mm -hmm. uh, so yeah, that was probably the most honest thing he said in that whole bit. Uh, well, it depends on your perspective of honesty because he was also asked if he still has it in general, as a franchise quarterback, and he said this. I got more fire than ever, honestly, especially over the past two years of what I've gone through, whether if it's in Denver or somewhere else. I, I hope it's in Denver. You know, I hope I get to finish there. I, I committed there. I wanted to be there. You know, I want to be there. For me, it's about winning. Over the next five years, I want to win, too. I want to feel the chill of that trophy again. You know, I, I love the city and everything else. 
but you know you also want to be a place that, that wants you too so the thing that i i, I want to do is, is win that's all, that's all i care about you don't want to be in denver he doesn't want to be in you don't denver. think he wants to be in denver no he doesn't want to be in denver because sean payton doesn't want him in denver the minute that sean payton got hired he didn't like Russ. And I'm not saying that he didn't like him as a person. He didn't like the way that he was playing football, and he thought he was over the hill, mm-hmm. right? It's been very clear. The minute that Peyton got in there, it's, we are not going to let Russ have his own office. We are not going to let his individual quarterback coach be in our meetings. They weren't going to let him be Tom Brady with Alex Guerrero. It was going to be like, yo, you're not Tom Brady. Yes. You're going to fall in line like everybody else. That's why they asked him to get rid of the injury contract, right? They know that they were going to move on from him. And here's the thing. He knew they were going to move on from him. Yes, is that a dirty move? A hundred percent. But you're not going to do that move if you know you're not going to get rid of him because you know you signed him to a bad contract. And he knows because he is smart. And people don't give him enough credit for being really business savvy. Yes, it's annoying, the Mr. Unlimited. But I guarantee you it plays with the younger audience because he wouldn't be doing it if it didn't play with somebody, right? And so Does he think people are laughing with him on that? Or or does he know that people are laughing kind of at him? Though? He might not have the awareness <laughs> to know that they're laughing at His him. His awareness seems a little off on some of this stuff. It feels a little dude perfecty where everyone who is over the age of 15 thinks they're ridiculous. Mm. And everyone under 15 is like, that's sick. Mr. Unlimited's a great nickname. Yeah. But what I'm saying here is he knows that he not only does he know for the NFL, you can't set that precedent, but he can't set that precedent because if they go to him and they say, Hey, we want to get rid of your injury clause. They're going to dump you later and you're not going to get that money back. Yeah, no, I, I, I think I understand all of that. I, um, I think the team part of this, I think it's dirty and shady. Mm. To the league. I've also been an adult for a little bit, and I've seen like a lot of corporations will do anything they can to save themselves some money. So, right, it's uh, to me, it's a little unethical to broach that topic with a non-injured player. And he and his agent are smart enough to say, uh, "No, I no. played the most violent sport. I'm not risking losing out on what is it, thirty-seven million guaranteed as the injury guarantee." Wrong side of thirty-two. And the players union wouldn't allow him to do that. But I get business-wise, the Broncos are trying to get out of this as cheaply mm. as they possibly can because they saw what I and a lot of other people saw. This guy doesn't have the goods. Right. He had a good last season in Seattle. It ended with a bit of a dud in their playoff game. Goes to Denver in a massive trade. Nathaniel Hackett's a disaster. He also is a disaster. Mm-hmm. They get Sean Payton. We think might th- this might be different. He continues to be very mid. He's a right. very mid quarterback. He's not the worst. He's not in this conversation anymore. I ask you guys sincerely, is there a destination? If Russell Wilson goes to Pittsburgh... That's a team looking for a vet. Mm-hmm. If it's not Justin Fields, if it's not Kirk Cousins, if Pittsburgh says, we'll take him after he gets cut, it, can the Pittsburgh Steelers compete and win? Can they, can they beat? Can they pull an upset? Do you still believe Russell Wilson can quarterback a team to get to at least a conference championship weekend? No, I don't believe that. But I do think that there are a couple teams like Pittsburgh, and I would throw Atlanta into this if they don't want to go and somebody trade for te- Justin Fields. Somebody texted in the Raiders. The Raiders also right. may be looking for something new. I think those are three spots. I do think he will find a landing spot because I think someone will take a chance on him. Because there was a run there 
this year where he looked serviceable, mm -hmm. right? If you look at the stats, he has good stats. If you look at the game and you actually watch, and there is something to be said about you do need to watch every game, especially with football because you truly can. Yeah. You understand where he's taking advantage of getting the ball out quick to different targets and guys making big runs after the catch, or he's just not making the big mistakes, right? So there are going to be places for him to land, but I don't think any of them instantly then turn into, oh my goodness, they have a shot at winning their division or a conference championship. The only one to me where you can go, hey, they might be a playoff team and they might truly be a, a division champion would be Atlanta, and that's because he's surrounded by the two young running backs in Robinson and Algier, and he's got London and Pitts as his receiving targets. I'm I'm it's, doing something hot takey here, but I'm kind of serious about yeah. it. I think I'm taking Pitts out of this. I'm tired of hearing about Kyle Pitts fair, and how fair. amazing he, he The dude has not done anything in the NFL, and they're like, this guy's better than Gronk. And I'm like, okay, let's see it. Haven't seen anything. Haven't and seen maybe it. that's an Arthur Smith problem. Could maybe that's the system, a right? Desmond Ritter problem. Absolutely. But I can't count that in a, he's got these weapons. Fair. Eh, fair. Pitt, Pitts might be Vernon Davis 2.0. Stud athlete, not a bad player, but not in this not, Kelsey Gronk, right. you know, kind of category. And, and that's totally fair. But I do think if he goes there, they can win the division. But it's not because of him being good. It's because the division is that bad. Yeah. If he goes to Pittsburgh, Pittsburgh isn't winning the division because if Joe Burrow stays healthy, if Lamar Jackson stays healthy, shoot, if Deshaun Watson plays the same way that he did last year and that defense is as good as it was last year mm -hmm. in Cleveland, like Chubb's coming back from his injury, they might be fourth. Yeah. Right. It's very possible. If, if you look at Vegas, you think that they're going to be better than Kansas City. There's no chance in hell I'm taking anyone over Kansas City to at minimum win that division. Yeah. So I think it's more about the landing spot for him, but I definitely think that there are going to be some suitors that want to take a run at him because I think that Baker and I think Kirk, they're going to stay put. So then who's your next best free agent quarterback that you can go and make a run at or at worst case say, hey, he's going to be a stopgap guy for two years? It's unfortunately Russell Wilson. Lifelong Bronco fan. Russ is terrible. I don't believe a single word he says. Don't think he's lying per se. Genuinely think he believes zone BS. He can't even sell a handoff. Russ is not good. He was athletic, and that covered up a lot of mental mistakes. Now he's older, and now he can't compensate for the mental errors. Now they're just errors. And there's always been a little bit of that with him of can't quite move around as much, not as mobile as he once was in Seattle, mm -hmm. which made him so dynamic and dangerous. Mm -hmm. Danger Russ. And that appears to have slipped a little bit from his game. And I, I say a little bit. It's it. made a massive uh, dent in what his game is known for. And somebody else saying Peyton is also a very mid-coach, especially in today's football. He's no longer a top-tier coach. And I know Bronco fans going to hold out against that thought. Right. I've kind of trended towards that as well of like, Same. what is Sean Peyton exactly? And I don't know where they're going to go with their quarterback. We know it's not Jared Stidham. That's not your answer to win a Super Bowl. Right. You you have a monster in your own division. You've got another monster who just got a head coach that everybody believes in. And the Raiders are kind of feeling good about the Pierce thing. Their division's hard enough, let mm -hmm. alone winning a Super Bowl. We know it's not Jared Stidham. So where do Peyton and company go to try to get that next one? Maybe it's in the draft. Maybe it's a trade. I don't know, but they've got to figure that position out because we know it's not long for Russ. Uh, all right, let's get to the mail sack. Uh, any and all questions are welcome at the Vancouver Ford text line, Twitter, or however else you want to send them in. The mail sack is next on The Fan. All right, welcome back in. 819 on Portland Sports Leader, 1080 The Fan, YouTube, 99.5 HD2, the Odyssey app. 
Uh, it is mail sack time. So if you got some questions, you can still fire them in during the mail sack. I got to go through. I uh, I made a mistake today. I forgot to copy paste when we get them in throughout the show. So it's a little bit of scrolling. I got a couple that I'll start off with here, and uh, you guys can chime in, get your thoughts generally on the uh, the mail sack. Uh, where is my email? There it is. Okay, mail sack. Uh, this is a oh older question. Thought I'd cycle it back. Who are your celebrity crushes? Let's limit this to three. Are you saying like right now? It could be it. It can be whatever you want it You're to saying be. All time. I was gonna say because all time number one on the board is Transformers. Megan Fox. Like ah, that is specific time and place. Two thousand seven. Megan Fox. That is like Will Ortner being like, "Oh, I'm into girls." Like, Steamy Camaros awesome. broken down. Can you this help me is, with my car? Uh, this is fantastic. Yeah. Uh, Wolf of Wall Street. Uh, Margot Robbie. Why Wolf of Wall Street? Have you? Did you oh, watch Barbie? Dude. No, I didn't watch Barbie. I maybe one day, not right now. Um, what well, is there a reason for that? Why do you say it like that? I didn't watch Oppenheimer either. I just not watching a ton of movies. I'm not a big movie guy. That's why Dusty You're not always a gets movie mad. Guy? Not a big movie guy. Yeah, I'll go to like one or two a year. Well, I guess my point on the Margot Robbie thing is, uh, you know, Megan Fox is in an interesting spot with the Machine Gun Kelly now. I don't. It's not 2007. No, that's, that's why I had to be clear, 2007. But why Margot Robbie from Wolf of Wall Street? She's exactly the same, and that was over well, a decade ago. I mean, she's just gorgeous, man. I don't know what to tell you. I remember watching that movie the first time. I remember we were on a trip, and that was one of the movies that we watched on the like Central Washington. No, on the oh. Central Washington offensive bus. And the bus erupted in claps and cheers at the one scene. Mm. And if you've seen the movie, which everyone has, you know what I'm talking about. And so that's always going to be my one-two. And then right there, I, I don't know if I have a third right now. That's probably my one-two. Okay. Uh, oh, all time. Well, we know it's Janet Jackson. We start there. Well, it doesn't have Ooh. to be all time. It can be all time with uh, a mix of current. Um. Yeah, I'm trying. Yeah, Janet Jackson and Helen Hunt always. Uh, <laughs> oh, dude, you and I. I forgot. You and I are Helen Hunt bros. Yeah. Oh, I'm mad about you. Mad about you. Mad about you. What Twister. women want? Oh, what women want? I wanted to be Jack so oh, bad. Oh man, Jack had her the whole movie. And he just kept being an idiot. I know. You don't know who Helen Hunt is? Twister? Jeez, dude. No. We are old. Sorry, I never said mm. I make fun of you. I know I'm... of what women want. I don't know if you do. Well, <laughs> I feel not... like you'd know Helen Hunt if you did. Well, no, I'm saying like I'd know There's about some it. There's because... drawings in Helen Hunt Well, I'm that saying movie. I know uh... about it because Mel Gibson's on the front. You know they're making a second Twister? Yeah, I saw that. It actually, I'm interested. Is it? Is it an advancement of it or are they remaking it? I think it's an advancement because in the previews it shows the the Dorothy uh, machine that they use to uh, examine okay. it. And, of yeah. course, the Twisters have gotten more powerful, so now we well, can't course, examine them. because our, our computer technology <laughs> is better. Is yeah. that the Glenn one, the Glenn Howell one? Yeah, Glenn uh, Howell, yeah. Oh, Powell, yeah. my bad, yeah. God, uh, he is. Talk about testing my sexuality. Oh, That dude. guy is gorgeous. I'll uh, tell you. He's I'll gorgeous. Because uh, that made me just think of the new movie that he's in with Sidney Sweeney. She's going to be third. Oh. She's gorgeous uh, too, dude. That red Two dress gorgeous photo. People. That red dress photo on the red carpet. Yeah, that I was... watched Euphoria only for her. Man, swag. You got that's a, a sneaky one for me. Has always been a Helen Hunt, and maybe yeah. that's because my mom used to watch and then, it. Uh, big Gwen Stefani fan. 
She's still, I mean, it's no unbelievable. Doubt. I don't, no doubt. No doubt, indeed. I don't know what she does, but she needs to keep doing that. Kudos to Blake Shelton. Jealous. Oh, yeah. Great job. Uh, I'm going to go Selma Hayek, number one. That uh, will, we know. Yeah. That yeah. will forever. Yeah. 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 We know. <laughs> Makes sense. Yeah, I get it. I get it. Uh, I'm going to put on this list. I'm trying to go all time more than current because current's always kind of changing. Carmen Electra. I mean, I know it's very cliche, but I mean, my God. Oh, no. There's somebody I, I couldn't day, stop staring at. MTV. Yes. When MTV meant something. I used to watch the movie Good Burger with Keenan uh, and Kel. And she's in that movie as a saboteur, and I get upset. I used to get upset in that scene as like an 11, 12-year-old because she wanted Kel, and he was too stupid to recognize it. And I'm like, please, just choose me. <laughs> just choose it. My prepubescent voice oh, that would scream oh. out of nowhere. Yeah. And I, I R.I.P. I, I, peekaboo. I got a, uh, <laughs> me and Selma Hayek could play peekaboo <laughs> all day, all day. Uh, I got to put her on the list. I thought she was gorgeous in Three's Company, step by step. Suzanne Summers is maybe not all time, but she's definitely in the category. Yeah. R.I.P. Suzanne Summers. So I'm, go. I'm going a little more old school on you than the more new school <laughs> you stuff. You were doing some Time Master, weren't you? <laughs> Man. <laughs> we should get times. to the next question. <laughs> yes, I, next question. Starting to feel uncomfortable here. It's getting hot. <laughs> Pants are moving in weird directions. Uh, mail sack. Have you ever in your life rinse and repeated? <laughs> yeah, the soap always tells you to rinse and repeat. Why is that? Not all soap is like medically conditioned soap. So, like, why does it say rinse and repeat? Wait, what do you mean rinse and repeat? Like, I'm supposed to wash my hands with soap and then put the soap no, back on again a second thing. time? It says rinse. Yeah, well, that would explain yeah. why I don't know. That it's would usually with conditioner. Yeah, rinse and repeat with conditioner. Yeah. Maybe that's why I lost my hair. No, I haven't. I uh, I have medical soap. I have a really bad condition of uh, eczema on my head. Huh. And if I don't use the medical shampoo, it'll get really itchy. I already mm. have dandruff, too, which makes yeah. it even worse. Yeah. So I actually do have to rinse and repeat every time I take a shower. It's the worst. Hmm. I hate it. Not a fan at all. No. I'm not a shampoo guy, dude. I don't know what to tell I, you. I think we've established this, yes. I've got dry shampoo in my car just in case anyone needs it. But uh, Let's see what we got here. Mail sack. How do you go about telling your boss that you need ample amount of time off for your hobby when you do work your beyond uh, distracted by said hobby? Does that make sense? It sounds like gambling to me. Um, kind of did. Well, no. I mean, fortunately for us, we made our hobby our careers in a certain respect. It's very true. Yeah. So, uh, but no, my wife goes through this because she has a regular day job, but she's heavily involved in theater and doing this, that, or the other thing. So as long as usually, and the way companies are now, I imagine with hybrid working situations or you remote, whatever the case, as long as you're getting your stuff done and not falling behind, mm then I, you're just blunt and tell them what's going on. So I, there's no, you, the minute you try to start dancing and make it seem like you don't have this other thing going on that's taking up all of your time, just if you're handling your business, you're good. Nobody cares. Well, also, don't you have vacation time? So if you have vacation time, why can't you just take vacation time? I'm what? guessing it's more than just taking vacation. It's... Hey, I got to get out a couple hours early because we got this or I got to go do this or whatever uh, sort of thing. Um, so, yeah, where, 
you know, people are expecting you to be here for certain times. And if you're having to bail quite a bit or your schedule is mm. constantly fluctuating or whatever, I don't long, have this as problem. As long as you're getting stuff done, I don't have nobody this cares. Problem. My hours are so early that it, this doesn't yeah. get in the way of any. I mean, unless I wanted to golf at 7 a.m. on a Tuesday, it's I never really yeah. have anything. We, we got to figure out how to wire you guys up. Golf now, isn't we, even my hobby anymore. I, I didn't know. I didn't golf for squat last year. It was now depressing. that would be awesome if you two could do a show. If we could wire you up and well, you could golfing. do a remote show while you're playing golf. That would be hilarious. Like the match? They did that yesterday. Yeah. Did you see that? The Roy McElroy. Uh, I saw that it was on. They were playing with uh, with the, Lexi and Rose. Rose Zhang? Is that? Zhang. 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 Yeah. Zhang. Zhang. I, I think, think it's Zhang. Yeah. Yeah. And then Max Homa. Yeah. Who was Who's terrible. Great. Yeah, he was great commentary, but he's terrible. That's why the commentary was so good. Oh, yeah. Uh, male sack. Still a, a skill that a functioning adult male should possess but a surprisingly large amount don't. I'm going to nominate throwing a baseball, looking at you, John mm. Wall, and Carl Lewis. I would also add Stephen A. Smith to this because the Pelicans called him out. He had one of the worst first pitches I've ever seen in my life. Yeah, I think in general, any kind of throwing or any uh, like athleticism, like if someone throws a ball, you should be able to catch it and not look like you're trying to do the Florida Gator chomp. Right. Mm. You should be able to throw and catch a ball, whether you were an athlete or not. It's not that hard. The hand eye difficulty for it really isn't there. Mm. Right. You should be able to throw and catch things. A skill that an adult should have. Mm. That's a good one. Throwing a baseball is pretty fair. I'm trying to think of another one. Cooking, maybe, which is ironic because I can't do that either. Yeah, I mean, that's a vital skill, but you can get by without needing it. Yeah, clearly. I've survived 26 Changing years. Changing a tire. Oh, I think Ooh. you get by without that, too. If you got the uh, you got roadside service, yeah, you're good. You don't Get's need to change a tire. I'm trying to think. Um, balance. I think, like, yoga and stuff is kind of vital when you get past a certain age, and I, I think I have, I have reached no that balance. age. I, I'm, being I'm not walk. flexible at all. You kind of trump. You're just leaning forward oh, the whole time. You're yeah. like, hey, what's going on there? Why are you always leaning forward? Running. Like, being able to run normal. Have you ever seen the person that runs like a baby deer? Yes. It's so funny. Oh, doing the Phoebe? Yeah. Or <laughs> or like they've got the little T-Rex arms. reference he's not going to get. No, that. I get that. That's from Friends. Yeah. I know. Okay. Rachel and Phoebe, they're I, running. I mean, Rachel if, you, normal. if you go by TBS at any time when there's not a sporting event on, it's Friends. Yeah. It's Friends or Big Bang Theory. Yeah. Uh, mail sack for me. Our family's doing an Alaskan cruise in August, and we'll have a day in Juneau. Any advice on what to do with a 10 and seven-year-old, first of all, you know my stance on this. I've been very honest and open about it. And I saw a video yesterday that like confirmed my belief. I will never do a cruise. I am not. I'm a not doing guy. a big giant cruise boat. Cruise. Now, if you have some of those, uh, like the European River Cruise, where there's only like 80 rooms on the boat. No, I'm out. I'm, I'm. I'm that you could get me to do. I'm staying on the land. There was a TikTok video that went viral. This couple tried it for the first time. A giant cruise. They were on the eighth floor, and they said at one point it was so choppy that they were looking down at the yeah. ocean. Ugh. I have no interest Ugh. in it, but I am familiar with Juno. My aunt lives there. Uh, I've never been to Alaska. Can't help you. There's parts of Alaska I definitely want to try, and I think this listener is going to enjoy the cruise because it's going to show you some badass parts. Juno specifically. Uh, in August, it was 50 degrees in rain. That's their summer. Uh, their winters oh. are even worse. It's 16 degrees right now there. Juno is a port town. 
So what that means is all the the owners of the cruise ships, they actually rent out all the space, the leasing offices, Mm. and they fill it with these merchandise stores that convince you that it's local Juno merch. It's actually the cruise line companies that own it and just get you to buy more of their crap. What I would tell you with a 10 and 7-year-old... There is a, uh, what do you call one of those things that's like the tram at OHSU? Mm. No, like the thing that goes up and down. Zipline? Not a zipline, but the OHSU one. The tram? Yeah, tram. Okay, call it a tram. There's a badass tram right where you dock, and it actually takes you super high up. There's a place to eat. Ah. I would do that. Okay. And my other suggestion, and this is all I got, because Juno sucks. Uh, Red Dog Saloon. It's old school. It looks like the 1800s. It's got exactly what you'd think would be in an Alaska saloon. Mm-hmm. It's a cool experience. Moose burger? Moose burgers, nine-foot bears stuffed to the gills. Nice. Like, all That's, of this cool old yeah. crap. You can write on the walls. Like, my six-year-old loved it. Those are my only two suggestions. And then get the hell out of Juno, because it, I repeat, sucks. Sucks. Yeah, uh, Alaska's not on my list of tourist places that I'm going to visit. Don't go to Juneau. Go to the other places. There's really cool towns in Alaska. And I haven't Anchorage. been, but I've, yeah, go to Anchorage. Go mm. to um, um, Fairbanks. Fairbanks is another one. Some people like fishing and hunting. Don't go to Juneau. Oh, my God. Uh, I love my aunt, but, man, it was terrible. I did not like it. I want to go back to Carmen. I loved Carmen. Did you? Yeah, Carmen, Mexico, like yeah. uh, Playa del Carmen or whatever they sure. call it. Sure, I've never been. I want to go to Tulum. I want to see the Mayan ruins. When I was there, the person I was with didn't want to see the old school Not stuff. as in on that? Wanted to just hang out by the beach, yeah. which was fun, and I enjoyed it. But you want to see the old school stuff, too. Yeah, right? I'm a little bit of a nerd. Uh, all right, there's the mail sack. We do it every Tuesday at 8.15. Back with more. A uh, follow-up on one of the mail sacks. Some good suggestions at the Vancouver Ford text line of skills that adults should possess. Hmm. I mean, I agree with this one. I can't believe we didn't think about it. Swimming? Yeah. Yeah. You, like, that's survival. Literally. It is survival. My my wife cannot swim. <sighs> so I have a buddy from college, one of my old roommates, could not swim. Her whole family can't really swim. Did they not practice it? Uh, sure as hell didn't, no. Or were they not by pools growing up? Uh, No, not particularly, no. Her parents were, you know, they immigrated over here, so they didn't, like... Well, that makes more Set sense. Set things out. I'm like, hey, let's get a pool house. <laughs> <laughs> well, and work their way up where they are. Let's call mommy, daddy swim time. Yeah. Whatever yeah, uh, those classes are. Is that what they're called? Uh, well, there's mommy daddy swimming swim time. time. Yeah. There's daddy swim time. Yeah. Yeah. I was yeah. Gonna, and then decide not to uh, do that part. We got our kids into swimming. I thought that was pretty vital. I, you know, yeah. elementary school here for me, we had to go to a swimming pool for two weeks, uh, oh. like every other year. We used to go to Park Rose High School, the old Park Rose High School. Part of like PE? Yeah. It oh. was like a part of the curriculum. We would legitimately leave. We would go swim and, you know, you work, you start in the shallow end, you work with the bo- the little, you know. The, the little, little board. The little board. Mm-hmm. And then eventually you test how confident you are and some of you could jump off the diving board into the deep end and, mm. you know, I was kind of, I was more of a doggy paddle guy, but yeah. I could doggy paddle pretty badass. So like you thought I could swim yeah, really was, well. I think second grade and fifth grade. Yeah, it was something like that. You and guys did it yeah, too? Yeah, it would oh. be, uh, you'd have your swimming thing. I can't remember if it was like once a week. I can't remember a while, Or if it was like every day for two weeks or what we it did. It was something yeah, like that. Yeah, you had to that, take yeah. all your, all your swimming clothes to school with you and. Wow, yeah. Bust over to the district pool and I all loved that it. stuff. I didn't have to learn anything but hang out in the pool. The, the funny thing, swim. too, is we had a classmate who had 
hyperactive, like ADHD and like personality problems. And he <laughs> he was a bit of a problem to get on the bus after swimming. <laughs> He's like, no, I'm staying. This is awesome. Well, he would be running around the locker room naked. I mean, just screaming and laughing. And like, we'd have to go get a teacher to corral him. Oh, my goodness. And the teacher like, yo, put your whitey tighties on, you little bastard. It was, it, was a, it was a big teacher. problem. You had to have the actual teacher in there like, no, change, swim well, trunks. It was awkward. The kid was, I mean, everything was out. And he would get on the benches where we'd sit and change. Woo! And he'd be shaking his jaw. Like, oh, my God, this kid can't go out in public. Yeah, that, that wasn't something that was ho- happening over at uh, Hawkinson. I, I had to learn because my uncle actually has a pool. He was mm. an in-ground pool out in California. So we'd go and visit for like 12 days in the summer. Mm. Yeah, I took I, I took swimming lessons as a little kid, I remember. Yeah. And so, yeah. I, um, I, yeah. Stick I got shift no... and woodworking also text in. Woodworking, not vital, but I text the listener back. Yeah. Like, I'd love to be able to make a rocking chair. Yeah, it'd cool be great. Table. But that's that's a little more refined. A little more refined, yeah. Uh, stick, stick shift? Sti- like, I really can't drive a stick. You I can't? Get, I get the idea. Well, I've never had a stick shift car. I think that's not as big a deal anymore. That's what they're, I'm saying. So, unless... Because no, like, standard manufacturer cars anymore really mm. come with... A stick shift. Yeah, tell you're running away from a monster and all the electronic devices have been shut down. All you can do is that gas-powered stick shift. Well, that's true. Imagine I mean, if the I guy learned, couldn't do it in Jurassic Park. I learned how to drive a stick shift caravan minivan. That's yeah. what I learned to drive on. Yeah, see, I, I had a couple buddies that had stick shift cars and trucks. And so I was able to drive theirs every once in a while. Like, every once in a while, you know, in high school, you're bored. Like, hey, let's go teach Will how to drive stick. So I can maybe do it after like 10 15 minutes of a refresher mm. um the one that i think would be important though is also the parallel parking i had a parallel park for the first time uh this weekend because i was parking in downtown portland on saturday night first time that i had done that in years you should really be able to refresh that and do that it took me a second but i was able to do it especially with the new cars and the backup cameras yeah I think it is a vital thing, and I was proud that I could do it. Are you a fully trusting backup cam guy, Swag? No, because I, for so long, had, I, I still, I mean, I have it, I glance at it, but I'm still, uh, head, turn head around, look over the back of your shoulder. It's just It's innate. instincts, right? Yeah, I, I did it for so long. I'm starting, I realized a couple days ago that I have become, like, I just trust it, and if yep. it beeps, I stop, and if it doesn't, I don't see anything. I just keep going. Same. And I kind of once me. I have it lined up, then I'll use the camera to mm-hmm. inch back and see just how close I can get. Yeah. yeah right. But in a... terms of getting properly lined up and cranking the wheel and cranking it back and that sort of thing. Yeah. I'm looking over the shoulder. Uh, and at that time, men's pool, Langdon Hall, no suits, just a bunch of nudes, du- nude dudes swimming laps. The sixties. This was a listener what? saying their dad went to OSU and had to swim 1500 meters in order to graduate. You, they didn't wear swim trunks? Um, our rec center when I was at Oregon State almost always had at least nine nude 55 to 75-year-olds. <laughs> in the But in the pool or in... No, he's saying in the in, pool. I was going to say, because uh, like... They think about the 60s. N- naked old locker room guy, that's just a staple. For whatever reason, once you turn about 60, 65, yeah. you just decide to never wear pants 
in the locker room of gyms ever again. I don't know what it is. I don't know how you get invited into the club, but for whatever reason at like somewhere between 60, 65, you just naked all the time. But I can't imagine someone being naked in the pool. They had swim trunk technology back then. This isn't an iPhone. Wear trunks or underwear or something. It's in the, the pool. 60s. Yeah, but people weren't naked in the 60s. There wasn't Evidently, a loin. they were. They weren't wearing loincloths running around. No. I'm not that dumb. Are you saying this listen? I don't think this listener is saying this to make you seem dumb. I, either I listener's think dad to lied to him and on he us. swam with a bunch of nude dudes and he covered it up as a graduation requirement, or you no, don't understand you had to how take long a swim ago that swim test was. back in the day. No, yes. I, I get having to take a swim test, but he's saying that they were just like freewheeling it out there. They were of, skinny dipping. A lot of pu- pubes in that pool. Or Chunky Duncan. Had I had like, to be like, hey, hold on, guy hair. That's <clears throat> so foul. There's, Joking on that. Yeah. There's just no way they were wearing some sort of trunk. <laughs> Uh, I wish congratulations to this person yesterday. I'll tell you who it is and why I did. Next on The Fan. Well, we got a few things to get to here. There's a measles outbreak in Florida happening. Oh. What is measles? That's uh, like the chicken pox. Oh, okay. Like, I knew it was bad, and I knew you didn't want it, and so you get the shot, and then you don't get it, and uh, that it's, sucks. It's Florida, so it's not shocking, I guess. Um... Blazer tickets are $1 tonight against the old Miami Heat, who just won in Sacramento last night, over under 28.5% from three. Portland. They shot 9% in the last game. There's got to be a... They're due. It's Yeah, they're due, they're due right? over. They're due. And they're going to probably pull off the upset and make people think like, oh, see, this is the growth. Hire Chauncey for more. <laughs> Extend him. Five more years. Uh, I'm still going under. Under 28.5%? Yeah. Okay. Hmm. I think they're due. I'm a gambler. When you're due, you're due. 38%. Book it. 38%. For uh, questionable. The great Ryan Rupert has been upgraded to questionable tonight. Ah, is Hagen starting? See, that's that's 10% from three right there. I don't know why you're laughing. That was a real question. Uh, I don't think so. Okay. All right. uh, Malcolm Brogdon getting closer, but not back tonight. Ah, it'll be interesting to see when he's really close how he suffered a setback. Well, I don't know. They did the announcement weeks. that he's uh, making progress and they are ramping up his activity to return to play. Let's not also act like they haven't done things kind of like that. Where it feels like they they tease that they're coming back and then like it goes the other way. I don't know. Uh, I wouldn't be shocked if they somehow won this game. Miami comes in off their win against Sacramento. I also, they're still shorthanded. They got all those guys still suspended. I also won't be shocked if they lose by twenty five points and get absolutely. Oh, hatched. I understand that so too. It, it kind of is what it is. Uh, I tried to get Katan Oladapo on the show today, the safety for Oregon State. Mm. He just so happened to be landing in Indy. The combine starts tomorrow. And so I said, you know, it's good luck to you. Mm-hmm. I'd love to get you on after the combine because he's an interesting prospect, not right. one we've talked much about. And uh, there's a lot of ducks and beavers and some huskies that I think no matter if you rooted against these teams, I always admire the players. Mm-hmm. Roma Dunze, absolute stud. I take him over Malik Neighbors. I think he could be better than Marvin Harrison Jr. I don't think that's a hot take. I'm rooting for Bo Nix. Uh, Powers Johnson, I'm I Fuaga. I'm rooting for all the guys. Right. And he said thanks. So I got to root a fellow beaver. Good luck at the combine. Hey man, I'll I'll be checking it out. I love the combine. It it's become primetime television. Which really? Is crazy. Ten years ago you wouldn't have said that. Oh really? I think it was more entertaining ten years ago when everybody competed yeah, and did all the things. Now everybody's like, it's... I don't need to do it. I know, but people care about it more now. 
is what I think. Which is crazy because less people are doing things. Well, it's classic. The band is better in the first two albums, but more people know the band Uh, album five. Touche. Uh, Thanks, Will, for hopping in for a couple days and hanging out with us, man. Thank you so much for having me. It was a ton of fun. Absolutely. Give him a follow on Twitter, at Will Ortner. Uh, Come hang out with us, X-Golf, Tualatin, or Vancouver for our first Fan Winter Golf Classic. And we'll talk to you guys tomorrow morning, bright and early, 6 to 9 a.m., Dirt and Sprague on Portland Sports Leader, 1080 The Van. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com.